Psalms 11:3 If the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do In this camp Pastor Boni Bahati teaches us passionately on foundations on which the church and your life should be built on We believe as you listen to this sermon your heart towards the work of God will change your passion will increase and your life will be transformed Be blessed as you listen build with skill build with skill so when you're serving god serve god with skill if you are a drummer be a skillful drummer if you are a, a singer be a skillful singer like the singing stars who are from the branches you've not got the anointing for those songs some of you are dancing to the song those songs don't do that there's an anointing you catch because those songs are ministry you understand that is preaching You have to ask God for that specific anointing. You have to listen until you catch the anointing. Even how you dress when you're singing those songs also shows whether you've caught the anointing for those songs or not. Some of you are even doing like rap stars. Singing stars are not such. Singing stars are ministers. They are pastors. So they are helping the pastor preach. You understand? When you are singing before me, you're preaching with me. So you are preparing the atmosphere. for me to preach so you can imagine if you are you are a rapper you even trying to change the intonation and the key of those songs you can't do that that's not the skill on building on that foundation you have to sing the song exactly as it is exactly as it is with the same tune with the same rhythm with the same words it is just your voice that is different but everything has to be the same and that is caught in the anointing these songs are not just words this is an anointing that's why there's a specific singing star who sings before i sing not all of them who sing there's a specific one who sings val is the one who sings just before i sing just before i preach because she's the one who has caught that anointing of how i want it done you understand now she's skillful in the laying of the foundation That's why when, when, when Pastor Jimmy comes here, he might, he'll come today. Yeah. I don't see many more ambia. Ilikuwa siri. So, so mushtuke. You got, aya. Aya, kwani uko huku? Tume practice, eh? Kushtuka. It is... We have so many singing stars but it is Pastor Liz who sings because she has got that anointing. So she is laying the foundation skillfully. So you can't be a rapper and you want to be a singing star. You want you can't be Ida. You know Ida, LP Ida, Ida means helper. Her real name is Grace. Bishop Doug changed the name from Grace to Ida to mean helper, minstrel. Remember when, when Elisha wanted to prophesy? He said, bring me a minstrel. Bring me a lady who plays the harp or sings. Because when she sings, the anointing will come upon me and I'll prophesy. So the singing star, that's your work. You are singing so that the anointing will come down. So you can imagine if number one, you are a fornicator. Then you come here. The anointing will not come. Because you realize that we are conduits of the anointing 
and the anointing cannot come on a vessel that is not consecrated. So some singing stars you have, brothers, you might have to change them. Or they might have to believe God and catch the anointing. They have to change the vessel. It's called the principle of vessel change. Some of them are not ready to become singing stars. Singing stars is not just because you have a voice. If you have a voice, join the present worship. But for singing stars, it's specific people. That is part of laying the foundation skillfully. Let anyone who builds take heed on how he builds on this foundation. I have laid the foundation. So if you are going to build on it, Pastor Eddie, take heed on how you build on the foundation. Take heed on how you preach. Because I've laid the foundation of how you should preach. So if you preach with too much shame, you are not skillfully laying the foundation. Because you will not be international. You will not be international. You will not be international. You are not building on the foundation skillfully. You are building something else on the foundation that I have laid. Here, this is a speaking English zone. Here, we try our best to speak English. Even our, when we are speaking to each other, casually or not casually, we always, most of the time, you find yourself speaking in English. Am I lying or not true? Is it true or not true? It's true. When we are having casual con conversation, even in the love groups, you use which language to communicate? English. Not that we are bougie. We are just a vessel that wants to be international. We are building on this foundation skillfully. Skillfully building on the foundation. The ushers. You have to be skillful. Ushers from Eldoret, from Nyeri, from Machakos, from Rongai. You have to be skillful. You can't just be ushers who are standing there. Like one time I found these guys had put somebody at the, at the door. I decided to worship from the back on Sunday so that I observed everybody. And the person they had put at the door was a timid guy. When he sees you, he even, even feels like running away. And you put him at the door to welcome people. I said, you can't put this guy here. He's yet to get here. Here you put someone who has people skills. Someone when he sees people coming in, they smile. To, well, to make people feel warm and, wel and welcome them. So the guy had to be removed and put somewhere else. Not that he will not be at the door. Over time, he will get the confidence. He will learn. That's why we go through the school of, of, of service. Have you done the school of service in your branches? Or not yet. You are, you are doing it currently. The school of service teaches you how to serve. Because we are laying on the foundation skillfully. Not just laying a foundation. foundation, I don't know how many meters deep. What was the point of such a strong foundation is wasted so do not waste the foundation we are laying here there's a kind of there's a quality of the church we want you understand because the quality of your church dictates the quality of your life if you guys produce a, a bogus church the quality of the church members in those locations will be bogus they'll be bogus even people dress how the pastor dresses Pastor, if you're always in shorts and pipes <laughs> and sandals, expect to see that in the congregation. 
If you come with a kala, expect that in the congregation. If you wear suits, expect it in the congregation. If you wear kaftan, expect it in the congregation. That's, that's the case. Why do you think I'm always wearing suits or kaftans? Intentional, even on Tuesdays. Why? It is during a camp where we dress down. But most of the time, I'm trying my best to look up. Now, look, one other reason why even you should dress smart is because you are young. A lot of young people are despised. If I show up like this to a meeting, I'll easily be seen as another young person. A joker. I'll just easily be seen as a joker. But if I show up in a suit, yesterday was Louis. Has Louis come? Not yet. Yesterday, Louis was in a suit. When I saw him, I thought he's a pastor who has come. <laughs> because he had a mask. I, I, I went and said, my name is Pastor Bonnie. How can I help you? <laughs> then he looked at me. He's not even telling me who he is. Then he removed his mask laughing. I said, brother, you got me 10 nil. You got me 10 nil. Because of how he was dressed. How he was dressed. So sharp. He looked different from everyone else. He stood out. That's another reason why we have to lay on the foundation skillfully. You are addressed the way you are dressed. Kuna wase wengine tu kutokea hivi na polisi wanaanza kushuku. Wanakwambia kuja hapa, wanaanza kusearch. Bangi kwa wapi? Bangi kwa wapi? Na una bangi hujaivuta. Wanaanza tu kushuku. Toa viatu. Sema mali bangi iko. Na una bangi. That's how you are dressed. You understand? Yes. Look, you don't have to go for expensive clothes to look good. Unazava mtumba, lakini luku ya kekomba. Na designer ya kupima. Ya sindano. Ukitokelezea hivi. Na rolon. Unasumbua kama maji ya mwiki. Kwenye na kujanga ikipotea. Ama ya rongai. Yes. It's not in how expensive the cloth is. It's in the class. Yes, the class is you. You're the one who carries the class. Yeah. I used to wear mtumba. Mtumba stuffy, pamba. Pamba fresh. I used to wear mtumba. For a long time, it's nowadays that God helped me. I no longer do it. But I used to do it. And even now I can wear. There are some mtumbas I see, I say, hey, that's a good thing. Like this shoe. This shoe is Pastor Pinton who bought me. Ini mtumba hii. Mtumba camera. I use it when I'm preaching for camps because it's light. And when I'm traveling. Because there are some places where you cannot go and look very sharp again. You have to know the, that place. <laughs> you have to use your hair. Dikitu. Like when you go to Bishop Doug's church, where you have to look easy. Because you have to wear kaftans and easy. They only have one type of suit, black suit and white shirts. They can change the shirts as many as they are, but black shoots, black suits and loafers. Bishop Doug has one pair of shoes. Bishop, you, you are not yet there, Acha Ujinga. You, you are not there. You need several for now. Him, he's already made his name. Him, he wears plastic watches. He wears plastic watches. He actually doesn't own a car. The car he has belongs to the church. Pickup. See pickup come is really American pickup, American truck. Chevy. But the man is rich. 
He's a multi-millionaire. When you go before his presence, you can't even go with jewelry. You can't. You remove all those things. You have to appear the way they appear. Otherwise, you look some way. When you come here, you have to look sharp. If you're not sharp, we will doubt you. You have to know the environment. You have to know the environment. Shurakushuku will start saying, hey, no. Because the man I follow believes in being sharp. Yeah. Pastor Jimmy is always sharp. Always. Even when we are playing golf, he's always sharp. I always shino na kila kitu kwa golf. Waja golf ni ngumu. Awezi shino na game na shino na kudunga luku. Azima uchape watu na kitu moja. Wakukulemea game, wachape na luku. Yeah, pick a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> Oga, chapa look. Na sizi excessive looks. Kuna zingine that have delicious looks like that machakos. And there's another guy I saw there with fake jewelry and glittery things. I look at him. I say, I asked him. I asked him, is this? A, I was, I was, I was. Nikuona mpima kili. Oh, that's why he's not here. Okay. I asked him, is this original? He told me, yes, it's very original. I, I looked at it. I know this is Mbwakni, but I said, let me encourage you. <laughs> number one, number one, original jewelry is like, this is gold. You can even uh, uh, feel the weight. You can feel the weight. I don't have a fence. I'm not talking about those shouting. I'm talking about being smart. Being smart. Munapenda vitu fake sana nyinyi watu. Machakos. Munangangana ku New York tu. Oh, sikila mtu. Oh. You know, you know, you know, you know you can be a celebrity. And when you walk in, people know this the type of celebrity you are. Wazo anajua huyu ni wanabi. Now you need authentic celebrity. Yeah. I play golf with Colin Sinjera. Uh, all my boys are rugby water. Those boys are rich. Most of them, we play golf with them. Even yesterday, Monday, we played with him. Na Avu Jana Sautisol, BN. But you look at BN. Anagaza Mavitu. You will never see him with those mad things. Eh? He has a, a bald head. <laughs> That's the only thing you've seen, eh? But he's a, he's a rich guy. They drive BMWs. Those rugby boys, nice cars. But you'll never see them dressed like that. You'll never even see them uh, trying to push down the throat. And you know I'm a celebrity. You don't even care. Okay, in a golf course, you don't even care. Because if you are there, it simply shows that you're somebody. Yeah. In the midst of, most of you will play golf here. Amen. That is my prayer for greater lovers. See pool ni mekata hiyo katika jina la Yesu. Na go kart. See go kart. Na PS. 
Apana. Golf. When you look, when you just enter into a golf, the atmosphere is different. Some guys tried to enter. You know, I told you're not a member, you cannot enter. I told them, don't worry, when I come, we'll enter with you. Kimanga, you had gone there. They refused to enter. Kitambo. Even Pastor Eddie went to Eldoret. He was told you can't enter. You're not a member. But very soon you'll be members there. Amen. Practically, you'll see yourself. You'll be a member of Nyeri Golf Club. Amen. You know, in a golf club, you see this is an MP, this is a governor. No security. They're not allowed bodyguards in the, co in the clubhouse and in the course. Once you walk into the course like this, leave your bodyguards, leave all your cars outside. You are normal. You have all the same rights. Same rights. That's why you need to play, play golf and play in good clubs. Of course, you'll start from a low club, then God will keep upgrading you and take you to nice clubs. One time you'll see yourself a member of Karen Golf Club. Yeah. The two elite clubs in Kenya is Karen and Modaiga. Those ones to be a member is over a million. Bro. To be a member of those ones. But one day you'll see yourself as an elite member yeah. of a golf club. Yeah. You and your children yeah. and your wife. When you want to meet someone for lunch, you say, meet me at Machakos Country Club. Yeah. Mm. Look, a lot of businesses, big business deals are done in clubhouses. You'll not find them in Java. Or Beatus. Or Hilton. No, they give businesses among themselves. If I was a businessman, right now I'd have so many businesses. If I was a businessman. Because now you make, ne you network. Have you heard the story of Mainakageni? How he got his EABL deal? He had gone to, he, he, he wanted to meet the former, I think he's still the CEO, I'm not sure. Former or current CEO. Still, I don't know if he left. He had booked an appointment with him at his office. When he went there, that CEO only sees you for 15 minutes. So once you enter like this, he has a timer here. He presses start. We don't know that the timer has been started. So you start even before you see him because you're intimidated. The office is big, he was saying that. So you're even intimidated in the first place. So before you compose yourself and start talking, time is already spent. So the next thing you see the secretary coming in and says, your time is over. So he left depressed. I've not even told him what I wanted to come and tell him. Ah, he went home. The following day, he was playing golf at Windsor. So he came a little bit late, and the team he was supposed to play with had already teed off. So they couldn't wait for him. So he went to the changing room. As he was contemplating what to do, guess who walks in? The CEO he was with yesterday. And he doesn't remember, this is my Naka again, he doesn't know him. So he walks in, he says, ah, do you have a game? He says, no, the team I was supposed to play with has actually already left. Ah, he says, even me, I don't have a team. Can we play together? Wow. He says, okay, fine, let's play. So they change and go and tee off. Now, in the office, he only had 15 minutes to talk to him. In the golf course, 18 holes takes four hours. So uninterrupted, four hours together with the CEO. By the time he was finishing the 18th hole, the CEO was holding him by the hand the following day. told him, tomorrow come and see me in my office. He, hold, he held him by the hand. He took him to the CFO. told him, this is my son. He's a fellow golfer. I want you to give him anything he needs. That's how he got his first deal. Of millions. That made him, made him, started making him rich. Anything he needs, give it to him. In a golf course. That's why you need to play golf. You have to desire that and always pray. One day, Lord, I'll play golf. I would want us, before we have a camp on Monday, we have a tournament. Yeah. We have a golf tournament. Both ladies. 
Okay, I'll, I'll think about it. But even how she's supposed to play. I want all the ladies to be playing golf. Yeah. Joyce used to play golf before she, she was married. When she got married, she dashed her, she dashed her golf skills to the husband. Now, the course, they're always asking, Can enjoy your kuji? Now, I'm here. So, all this I'm saying to tell you that we need to build on this foundation skillfully. Yeah. Skillfully. Let the quality of our life be different. Your house, believe God to have a good house, a clean house. No, stop living like a witch doctor. It looks like a shrine. We enter your house, we are shocked. Guy. And you say you're a greater lover. No. Clean your house. Are we together? Do what? Clean your house. Arrange your house. You don't have to have rich things. Curtains ni shukas are red. KNH. Apana. No. Unachoma. You are not a true greater lover. Yeah, a true greater lover in the quality. Are we together? Yes. The quality of your life. Unasikia brother. Uwezi kuna ishi kama muizi. Ishi kama greater lover. Tunailawana. Good house. Doesn't have to be expensive. Like we went to Elder Kim's house. I like the house. The boys need need. We were even praying for the wife. We said, if the man is this neat and the wife is not neat, he puts coffee where coffee is. He puts uh, chocolate where chocolate is. Sugar where sugar is. And he doesn't use the same spoon to scoop sugar. And star sugar. Two spoons. The kitchen was clean. I'm serious. Is it true? No. The bedroom was clean. And he didn't know we were coming. We just ambushed him. That is to tell you that's how he lives. That's how he lives. Even Pastor Edu's house is neat. Very neat. But I think that is because of the wife. The wife wakes up at 3 a.m. to wash clothes. <laughs> to wash clothes. Can you imagine waking up at 3 a.m. to wash clothes? It's a hobby. It's something they love doing. It's a hobby. Yeah. They use it for pastime. <laughs> when you are bored. What do you like to do when I'm bored? Wash clothes. <laughs> wash clean clothes. She even takes clean clothes and washes them. And when we enter to Frank's house, we are shocked. Oh my God, what is this? We start praying. I'm always fighting them. Him and Swinton, is it true? I'm always fighting them. Kuna ingi unashtuko zama hai. Kwanye niko ishigine. You're not building on the right foundation. On the right foundation. Actually, you're not building on the right. Yeah. Even Susan's house is clean. Susan Bahati. She's looking at me. She's like, she'll send a PI angle. Yeah. 
and hers is clean, very clean. All her rooms are tidy. I hope you do not change. Everything arranged. See you at the gym when I'm talking about Nanuka Makojo. Have you entered some houses? Then see, you know, it's because we have a baby. Come on. When the baby goes urinating in the house like this. It's you, the lady, that is untidy. It's you, the lady. You can't blame the child. It is you who is dirty. I have a small baby. I've never, I've never seen urine in my house. I've never smelt it. And my house, you'd think there's no baby in my house. I've never found my house dirty. Never. I've never found my bedroom untidy. My bathroom then was washangi. Wash me. Or Jose was here. EST 2017. Established in the year 2017. Flossing Mawano. All these girls, their houses are neat. Even Pastor says, our house is neat. Or nowadays, there's smell of urine. The standards have gone down. Or you can't allow it. Over your dead body. She knows. Yeah, even her house, neat. Her compound is well kept. Cabro. Trimmed grass. Or you, you stopped. It's trimmed. When we go there for trauma, the compound is good. All of you, God will give you nice houses. All of us, we did not start with good houses. We started with shrines. Halls. We were living in bad houses. It's a lot now that we can say we live, we don't live in, in flats. We live in our own compounds. Eh? Sitting room, the bedroom. That's where we started. Now you have more rooms. You can decide every day I'll sleep in a different room. You say today I'll sleep this room, tomorrow I'll sleep this room, the other day this room. You rotate. See Ulala and Aviombo. One day you'll see God is going to remove you from sleeping with utensils. You'll have a good house. Just keep following. The grace we carry is the grace of promotion. So if you stay, what is in my life will reflect in your life. Because what is happening in my life is what is in Pastor Jimmy's life. He's reflecting in my life because of staying and following. I followed him for 10 years. Since I was 16 years. I can't wait for the day I'll be saying I've known him for 40 years. 40 years. If in 10 years God has changed my life this much, 40 years, hey, 40 years will be something else. Hey, your people lied to you. Are we together? Tunaelewana? Eh? As I grow, grow. Yes, it is to the interest of the toe that the head goes up. It is to the interest of the toe that the hair grows. If the hair is growing, the toe will grow. Or you didn't know that? It is to your interest that your pastor grows. 
Sit upright, brother. This one here. Sit upright. You're from Nyeri. Eh? Sit upright. So don't slouch. Look. We'll turn 50k. We'll turn 50k. The cheapest. Spine 192 million. So choose your choose what you want. Will you afford 192 million? 50,000 When you slouch, you is our physiotherapy? She's not yet here. Come, tell them what happens when you slouch. Listen to a doctor. So when you slouch, you spread your back. And sooner or later, you start experiencing back pain. And uh, uh, you can't live without maybe a corset, some physio sessions, and uh, you might use a wheelchair in future. The most basic wheelchair. You, you need subsidized. <laughs> Number five. Be careful on the foundation you build upon. Basically what I was just saying. Be careful on the foundation you build upon. Be careful on the foundation you build upon. Be careful on the foundation you build upon. First Corinthians 3.10. But because of God's grace given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another built on it. Let each one take heed on how he builds on this foundation. So be careful on how you build on this foundation. So the second foundation that I want us to take heed on how we build on it. Do you want to know the second foundation? Are you sure you want to know? The second foundation is the foundation of laymen. Laymen, a.k.a. Lycos. Laymen. The second foundation is the foundation of laymen, Lycos. The second foundation we are building this church upon is the foundation of Lycos. Lycos is Greek. L-A-I-K-O-S. L-A-I-K-O-S. O S Lycos. Layman. 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 So the word layman comes from the Greek word lycos, which means having no skill. Lycos is where the English name layman comes from, which is Greek to mean having no skill. Having no what? Skill. Tell about having no skill. So history teaches us that great things can be accomplished through people who lack skills. History teaches us. Ah, yeah, we are live. Eh? You didn't tell me. There are things you don't say live. Ah. 
Mechoma. Mechoma. Mgeanzia life sa hii sasa. Yo mnaza delete your part. Delete your part. I was speaking something in-house. This I'll skip in. Start from now. <laughs> Thank you for our online viewers for watching. <laughs> We've just started. Please share and subscribe. Mnachoma. Uh, Ah, what you have? You want me to talk about Malaysia Kisiasa? 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 Alafu nasikia mtu anakaa na viombo. Ai bana. Mustumalize kisiasa. Mustumalize kisiasa mapesa. Hey. Mustumalize kisiasa. Hey. You want to destroy us completely. Satan will bind you. Hey. Ndalala nasfuria. Unalala <laughs> <laughs> Good. Now, Lycos, <laughs> Lycos is a Greek word which means having no skill, where the layman comes from. The, layma, the name layman comes from the Greek word Lycos, which means having no skill. So, history teaches us that great things can be accomplished through people who lack skills. So, a quick glance at the achievements of lay people or common people will inspire us to want to use the same method in the ministry and to work for God. So through men, rather through laymen, souls will be saved. Cell groups or love groups will be established. Churches will grow and the work of God will flourish. So let me try and define the word layman. Layman. Number one, a layman is an ordinary man, an OD. A layman is an OD. A layman is an OD. A layman is an OD. Ordinary. A layman is an ordinary man. Like all of you here are laymen. I'm also a layman because I don't have formal Bible training. I didn't finish my Bible school. I just finished the coursework. I didn't do the exams. 
Actually, that one means I've gone through the whole thing, yeah? yeah. So, yeah, on that one, no. So, I'm not a, I'm a layman in other things. Have you heard people say, in layman's language, what do you say? What do you mean this? What does that mean in a layman's language? In ordinary terms, what does this mean? Like when she's speaking from, if she starts speaking with doctor language, with medical terms, we may not understand. Or a lawyer begins to speak to you in low terms, you don't understand. Say so you say, interpret this in a layman's term. Prima facie. Prima facie is a, is a legal term, right? Or a lawyer. So it's melelo. You don't know prima facie. What is, what is prima facie? On face value. On the face of it. <laughs> or pascapas. That's you as well. No. Prima facie. Prima facie means on face value. So to an ordinary man, they may not know what prima facie is. Paraskia prima? Atimavazi. So they have to explain. Another term they use is amicus curiam, a friend of the court. They have to explain to us and tell us amicus curiam means a friend of the court. Because we are laymen. We don't know, we don't know legal terms. We're not skilled. We're not skillful in that, play, in that area. We are men with no skill in that particular area. You understand? So God is interested in using laymen to lay the foundation of building his church. Men with no skill. Ordinary men. Number two, a layman is a normal person. Normal people. Like all of us here are normal people. We are laymen in the work of the ministry. But guess what? God wants to use normal people like you and me. Like Bonke is a normal person. He does not have formal uh, training, formal theological training. Neither does Pastor Edwin, neither does uh, uh, this guy, Pastor Elder Kimanga, neither is Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark is one of the most skilled, full laymen I know in this church. One of the most skillful men. I'll show you as we keep on going. He's very skillful because he works in the secular world, but he still does the work of the ministry. And no day does he not meet his deadlines. He's always, he, if he, if he's traveling every, almost every month. He has to come to Nyeri. Has he come to Nyeri before? Has he come to Eldoret before? Has he come to Machakos before? He's traveling and he's a layman, but he's doing the work of the ministry. An ordinary man, a normal man, and he has work on Monday to Friday. He has, he has trainings that he conducts in the course of the week in the church. He does visitation. And he's a layman, a normal man. That is skill. That is the height of skill. Number three, a layman is a commonplace person. A layman is a commonplace person. All those watching us from abroad, our people number is running. <laughs> it's running on your screens. A layman is a commonplace person. A layman is a usual person, number four. A layman is a regular person, number five. Number six, a layman is a common person, number seven. A layman is an everyday person, number eight. A layman is an average person, number nine. A layman is someone who is not professional, number ten. 
A layman is someone who is not an expert. Number 11. A layman is someone who is not specialized. Number 12. A layman is someone who is not skilled. Number 13. A layman is someone who is not trained. Number 14. A layman is someone who is not certified. And number 15, and the last one, a layman is someone who is not licensed. Are we together? So those are some of the definitions of a layman. So as you can see, you fall in that category of laymen. You're not certified. You're not licensed. You're not trained. You're not skilled. You're not specialized. You're not an expert. You are an average person. You are a commonplace person. You are an amateur. You are not professional. But guess what? God is interested in using laymen to do the work of the ministry, like you and me. Wow. Why don't you appreciate the Lord for calling laymen? When Jesus came to choose his disciples, he didn't choose professional theologians. He didn't go for the Pharisees and the scholars. He went for laymen. He went for fishermen. Can you imagine? Tax collectors, unschooled fishermen. Those are the people who Jesus went for. And the Bible records that after Jesus had been with them, the Bible records in the book of Acts, the miracles they were doing made people take note of them. And they said, these men have been with Jesus. For they perceived them to be unschooled and uneducated. Laymen, after you've been with Jesus, people will say, these men have been with Jesus. Because of the kind of things you'll be doing. I'm saying the kind of things you'll be doing. H. The person on the screen, if you don't know scriptures, just let the one who knows be there. Thank you very much. May the Lord bless you. Eh? For you are, you are a layman on that one. <laughs> let him assist you. Not an expert. Let the expert do it. You'll be alive by now. He would have already put those scriptures for me. You, you are just looking at the... Oh, we're alive. Okay, okay, okay. A great, a great achievement can be wrought by the hands of laymen. I see God using this layman to raise an army for himself. An army is rising. I'm saying an army is rising. That won't take no for an answer. An army is rising. That won't take no for an answer. You'll become great men. You'll become great men in the ministry. Do you believe what I'm saying? So let us look at great achievements in the church world that have been done by laymen. Great achievements in the church world that have been done by laymen. Great achievements. Achievements kubwa kubwa. Number one. Lay people were the pillars of the great reformation of the church. Lay people were the pillars of the great reformation of the church. Laymen were the great pillars of the great reformation of the church. Most of you don't know why we are called Pentecostals. Right, not Pentecostals, Protestants. Protestant is a name that came about from the reformation of the church. Now, in the old days, there was only one church called the Catholic Church. The name Catholic does not mean the Roman Catholic. It means universal. 
Are we together? Catholic means universal. So the Catholic Church is the universal church. Then we have the Roman Catholic. That is now the Catholic you know. That's the Roman Catholic, which started in Rome, from Italy. You understand? Now, there was the Catholic Church, the universal church. We were one church. However, the Roman Catholic started introducing things that were not favorable or were not scriptural in their doctrine. So some of the people in the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, were dissatisfied by this. One of the things that created animosity, or rather created the revolution to come about, is that the Roman Catholic was teaching that salvation has to be earned. Salvation has to be paid for. You understand? However, the Bible says that freely we've received and freely we give. So you can't pay for salvation. Salvation is a gift. But now what happened during that season, it's in the 1930s, 1930s or 1940s, either of the two, I can't remember the exact one. The Catholic Church had gone broke. If this, whatever I'm saying is on YouTube, you can go and Google the Reformation. It's a documentary you can watch. So, and it's, it's still taught in Bible school as church history. So they had gone broke. So they had to look for ways to make the church afloat. Because now people are no longer giving lands free from the church. Kitambo people used to give land free. Build church here, do here. Now people had stopped doing that because of some evils that were in the church. So the church had to look for ways of expanding. So what they did is they introduced that for you to be forgiven your sins, you have to come and give an offering. So they placed a box in the center of the, every Catholic church. So somebody would come with his coin and drop the coin, tingling, into the box. So people were being told, if your loved one has died without receiving Christ, you can buy them salvation to enter heaven. You understand? That's where the doctrine of purgatory came from. That when you die, you don't go straight to hell or heaven. You go to a waiting room where you are waiting to be processed. They are waiting for you to pay bail to either enter heaven or go to hell. You are waiting for admission. So there was a guy called Martin Luther. Have you heard of Martin Luther? Yes. Not Martin Luther, Jr., not Martin, uh, Martin Luther King, no. Martin Luther the white man, the German. He was a German. Now he was a priest in the Catholic Church. So that disturbed him a lot, and he was angry about it. He said, no, this is not the case. This is not supposed to be the case. So what he did do, he started reading the book of Romans, the book of Ephesians, and the book of Psalms. Now, as he read through the book of Romans, he realized that what the Catholic Church had been teaching, at that, by the way, before I pause that, pause, rewind. Now, before that time, you could not read your Bible. The Bible was not for laymen. The Bible was just for the priest, because it was in Latin. And Latin was not a common language. It was language for the priests or the educated in society only. Laymen could not speak Latin and Greek. Actually, Greek, yeah, Greek was the common language, which now they translated to Greek. So first, it was in Latin. And laymen were speaking Greek. You understand? So there is no way you would have, you've, you've have known how to read the Bible in Latin and you don't speak it, right? 
So Martin Luther read the Bible. He read the book of Romans. And he realized that actually salvation is free. Salvation cannot be bought. Jesus gave it as a gift. So that, that really disturbed him. So he began teaching in the church that salvation is free. So the leadership of the church got annoyed with him because now he started speaking what is the truth and they didn't want people to know that because they were trying to raise money for the church. So they decided to transfer him from the, from the pulpit to a Bible school where he will not have interaction with the common people. He will have interaction with people who want to become priests. So what they didn't know, transferring him from the congregation to the Bible school was actually giving him more time to study more. So he had more time to study. So he studied the book of Romans extensively and he paraphrased it in 7.7 pages. So after paraphrasing it, by good luck, at that very time, the printing press was being invented. The printing press. So at that point, it was easy for him to print the paraphrased book of Romans and give it to the common people, translated in English. No, not in, in translated in Greek. You understand? So he took it, hung it at the back of the chapel, at the door, and people would come and read. So to make it more extensive, he decided that now we are going to give every common person to read for themselves the book of Romans. So people read and realized that actually, Salvation is a gift and it is free. So people started protesting against the Catholic Church. That's where the name Protestants came from. So there was a Protestant movement after they knew the truth of the scriptures. So as you can see, the reformation of the church was brought about by laymen led by Martin Luther who gave it to ordinary people. Are we together? That's how we ended up having what we call the Protestant Church. Are we together? Those who are protesting out of the Catholic Church. So as you can see, that the reformation of the church, so that brought about the reformation of the church as we know it. So Martin Luther went, for, went forward and founded the church called the Lutheran Church. Have you heard of the Lutheran Church? That was founded by Martin Luther. Are we together? That's why you see there's a lot of similarities in the Lutheran church and the Roman Catholic in the things they do because the founder had been previously a priest in the Catholic church. Number two, have you, have you learned something there? Or you've not learned? Number two, lay people are the pillars of the great Methodist church. Lay people are the pillars of the great Methodist church. Church. Have I pronounced it right? My wife says I don't pronounce Methodist right. They have tried. Methodist church. I used to say Methodist. It's Methodist. Method. Methodist is somebody who follows methods. Methodist. You follow methods. So the Methodist church, as you know it, by the middle of the 20th century, Methodism was the greatest and the largest Protestant denomination in the United States. The great Methodist church has ridden on the backs of lay people. A very early tradition of preaching in the Methodist churches 
was for a lay preacher to be appointed to lead services of worship and preach in a group of churches, churches called a circuit. So a layman would preach in circuits. For example, we can, let's say, let's create a circuit right now. Rongai, Machakos, Nyeri. Are we together? Then back to Rongai. That is circuit number one. Circuit number two, Machakos, Eldoret, Nyeri, Machakos. Circuit number two. Circuit number three, Nyeri, Eldoret, Rongai. Circuit number three. So a layman would be appointed to preach in those churches in that circuit. So they would ride in horses' backs. They would ride horses, preaching in those churches. You understand? So they would use a method of circuits to preach. That's why they are called the Methodist Church. There was Methodism. There was a method of preaching. So the layman would be given material by John Wesley, who is the founder of the Methodist Church, to preach in circuits. Are we together? That is how the Methodist Church became the largest denomination. Up to now, it's all over the world. Up to date, they use laymen to preach. Of course, they have ordained priests, but they also have laymen preaching. Because that was the founder's intention. How did the Methodist Church came to be? The founder of the Methodist Church was John Wesley. He was a layman. He had not been trained theologically. And he was part of the Anglican Church, the Church of England, the Church of the Queen. Now, the Church of England at that point was not allowing laymen to preach. But he had a call. So he started preaching. So as he started preaching, he was chased out of the church. When he was chased out of the church, he went to the streets. And mad people of the streets and common people of the streets start gathering and listening to him. That's how the Methodist church began. By laymen. Now it's a great denomination. Everywhere in the world, there's a Methodist church. Even here in Rongai, there's three roads from here. There's a Methodist church. And it started from laymen doing the work of the ministry. I see God using these laymen here to create a movement. We are a movement of a great church. We will have the greater love church everywhere. We will have the greater love church everywhere. We will have the greater church in, in, in Namibia, in Botswana, in Cameroon, in Gabon, in, in, in Ethiopia, in Addis Ababa, in Congo Brazzaville, Congo DRC, in Kinshasa, in Mozambique. Everywhere we will have the greater love nation. The greater love church. Why? Because you and me, laymen, are willing to go and start doing great achievements for the work of the Lord. How many laymen are willing to go and plant churches? Wow. One time you'll be going and find Harvest Family Ministries everywhere. In the name of Harvest Family Church, the Greater Love Church, or even the Ark Church. Everywhere. Yeah. And it is being powered by Laymen. Yes. Untrained men. Untrained men. Like, are not professional. They are professional in other areas, but not in the work of the ministry. Just like Jesus used untrained men, unschooled fishermen, God is going to use you and me. You and me. Do you realize that the world was changed by people who are not educated? <laughs> Can you imagine? For their, forever, the world was changed by uneducated men. Can you imagine, Kevin? 
and skilled men. That's because they had been with Jesus, associated with him. That was enough to create a movement that upset kings. <laughs> you don't know the power that God has given us. I see us upsetting nations. I see us turning nations to Jesus. I see us turning counties to Jesus. My prayer is that in the next 10 years, the Greater Love Church will be in every county in Kenya. My prayer, I was telling the, 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 the Rongai Church, that in 10 years, I'm believing God will have 50 churches. In 10 years, we'll have 50. In every county, we'll have a church. I'm saying in every county, we'll have a church. We will call it the vision of 50. In 10 years, we'll have 50 churches. Then the second decade, the first decade is 50 churches. The second decade, we will have 500 churches. Ask me how. The 50 churches, each church will be required to give birth to one church per year for 10 years. That is 50 times 10. Is what? That's it. As easy as that. And we'll have 500 churches. Plus the 50. Actually, yeah, plus the 50. It will be 550. We are going. And knows where we are going. We know we will. We will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. We know. Get there. We will get there. We will have 500 churches. Yes, practically. You will see yourself as a layman. You are leading a hundred churches. You will see yourself as a layman. You are leading a hundred churches. I think you will see yourself as a layman leading a hundred churches. The churches. A pastor of a mega church. What is that? A pastor of a mega church. I think a pastor. Killing the sound on my stage. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you as a layman, you will do well. God will use you. God will use you to change the world. I'm saying God will use you to change the world. You will change the world. You will change systems. Many shall come into the ministry because of you. Because of you, many shall come into salvation. You are a layman, but you're not ordinary. The anointing of God is upon you. Uh, do you believe what I'm saying? Brother, what is that? You may be seated.
3. Lay people were pillars of the largest single church in the world. Lay people, I don't have enough sound on my stage. Lay people, yeah, that's. Lay people were pillars of the largest single church in the world. Lay people were the founders of the pillars of the largest church, of the single largest church in the world. One of the foundational principles of the Yehudo Full Gospel Church is the principle of working through lay people. Yehudo Full Gospel Church is a church that was pastored by David Yongicho, Reverend David Yongicho, who passed on uh, two months ago this month. Last month, who passed on last month. The principle they used to build the single largest church in the world was the principles of laymen. That church had one million people at one point. One million members. It was the single largest church in the world. And that church was built on the principles of laymen. So the full gospel church, founded by David Yonggi Cho and his mother-in-law Cho, both Assemblies of God pastors, held its maiden worship service in May 15, 1958, with four other ladies in the home of Cho, the mother-in-law. Mem the membership of the church had reached 50,000 by the year 1977. A figure that doubled only two years. A figure, rather, a figure that doubled only in two years. On 30th November 1981, membership toppled 200,000 people. By this time, it was the largest single congregation in the world and was recognized as such by the Los Angeles Times. In 2007, its membership stood at 830,000 members with seven Sunday services translated in 16 languages. Translated in 16 languages. Why did you have to switch on those ones? It's a layman trying to do the work <laughs> of the ministry. He's learning to be skillful. What was I saying? So it was translated in 16 languages. As of 2007, it had 830,000 members with seven Sunday services, translated in 16 languages, 16. And the pillars of this church were laymen. The pillar of, this, of that church was the love group system. You see the system we are copying, the system we are implementing? That was the secret that made them who they are. The secret of that church was two things, prayer and love group, nothing else, prayer and love groups. That's why if we copy the same, with you being a layman, I see us going to 1,000. Yeah. I think I see us going to 1,000. Yeah. This past Sunday, we were 850. Was it 50 or 51? Let me check. We were 800 and... Let me just confirm the, the actual figure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are you going to do? 
with him and me you say now that we found Christ what are we gonna do with him let me hear you say now that we found Christ what are we gonna do with him What are we going to do with him? We shall serve the Lord. And we will do. It's on. churches for him. Amen. We will start love groups for him. Amen. So last Sunday, we were 831. A little one shall become a thousand. A small nation, a small one shall become a mighty nation. Yes. The Lord will do it. Isaiah 60, 22. Yeah. So, the full gospel church founded by David Yongicho, powered by laymen, had over 10,000 love groups. We read the book with the, with the shepherds here. The successful home sale. And by the time that book was being written, they had 10,000 home sales, home church. 10,000. 
Can you imagine? 10,000. Powered by laymen. Actually, it is not just laymen. It is women. It is women. Powered by women. Now, the reason why I'm emphasizing women is because South Korea is a what society? Patriarch society. Orient, orientational society. Oriental society. A patriarch society. Where the woman is not considered as important. The woman calls the husband, my lord. Yes. In patriarch. My lord. Yeah. But God used women to grow the church to 820. Majority of them were women. When David Yongicho started, they were despising, the men were despising that system. So he told them, because you've refused, the Lord has said he's going to use the weak vessel. And he used the women. One time, he went to Japan and was preaching about church growth in Japan. And he told the Japanese pastors that your churches can grow to thousands. The Japanese churches said, no, it's not possible. The largest church here is 200 people. And when you get to 200, it's very big. It's a mega church. He told them, no, God has a bigger agenda for this church in Japan. The church can get to thousands. They refused. So he told them, okay, don't worry. He went back to South Korea. While he was in South Korea, he sent a woman to Japan to start a church. And he told him, go and use the home cell system to do church. Don't do anything else. Just go and use the home cell system. In the book, they say, in one year, he was 1,000. In one year. Five mega churches of Japan. In Japan, one year, he had 1,000 people. Did you not read the book with you? Didn't you see that? One year, 1,000 people. So he called the, the following year, he went back to Japan and told the Japanese pastor, you told me we cannot have a 1,000 church here. What is this? Done actually by a woman. And Japan is the same. It's a patriotic society. Laymen. Ah, I see God using us. I see God using us. As laymen, God is using us. Hey. We will do great things for God. I hear the power is not enough. That's why it's behaving like that. You know we are on generator. We don't have power. And the generator is not able to power. Oh, this power came. Then why didn't you switch? Laymen. Switch quickly. Now if you... Are we back? Beautiful, fantastic. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, if God could use laymen, then I believe God can use you. If God could use women in a patriotic society, 
then God is going to use us in this society. And God is going to cause us to do great things for him. I see great things happening through your hands. I see us having mega churches by your hands. God is going to anoint you to do great work for the ministry. I say God is going to anoint you to do great works for the ministry. Hallelujah, you will do great works for the ministry. God is going to use you to change the world. I'm saying God is going to use you to change the world. God is going to use you to change the world. You will change your society. You will change villages in Kenya. You will change nations in Africa. God is going to use laymen like you and me to grow churches from 20 to thousands. I'm saying from 20 to thousands. Hallelujah. A little one shall become a thousand. A small one shall become a strong nation. I, the Lord, will do it. I see the Lord making us thousands. I see the Lord making us thousands. So as you can see, it is possible for laymen to be used by God to change the church. It is possible for laymen like you and me, ordinary men, normal men, to be used by God to change the nation. Ah! Look at the neighbor next to you, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you don't know what God is about to do for your life. God is about to change your life. God is about to move your life from ordinary life to super ordinary life. Yay! God is going to use your life and to change your life. Do you believe what I'm saying? Saying, do you believe what I'm saying? Beautiful. Why, why don't you share the live link and tell your friends that we are, we are live for the camp? Sing for us as we share now. But what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with him? Let me hear you say. changing our lifestyle. I'm saying I see God changing our lifestyle by making us great men. Ish. You know when you serve someone great, you become great. The Bible says they became like the things they served. When speaking about the people who worship idols. They became like the idols they served. So you'll always become like the thing you serve. You become like the thing you worship. So if you serve a living God, you become like the living God. If you serve something great, you become great. Look, a secretary in the embassy of America is greater than a principal in the government <laughs> ministry of education, government of Kenya. Because America is a great nation. 
That's the truth. What maybe what a PA ants in the embassy, the American embassy, this at Kigiri, what perhaps the PA ants maybe the principal of a secondary school in Kenya does not earn that. Not maybe, that they don't earn. The benefit, the car they live, they drive, the house they live in, their lifestyle. What is the difference? It is in who they are serving. They are serving a great nation, so their life is equally greater. In the same manner, if you serve a greater God, I see your life becoming great. I see your life becoming great. You will become a mighty man. A layman who is mighty. Yeah. Like, you see this guy here, my friend here, he had cancer. It was cancer of the blood. Cancer of the blood. Liver cancer and? He had a lifetime blood condition and liver cancer. And he came to church with it and began taking the communion. And God healed him. Now, are you not cancer free? I am 100% cancer free. He's 100% cancer free. In how many months? In how many months? I am now. Stand up. I am now approximately one month and some weeks. One month and some weeks of being cancer free. Having been healed by the Lord. Why don't you give the Lord a praise? You become that witch. And I remember I was just here saying, anybody with cancer, the Lord will heal you. And I didn't know he had cancer. When you take the communion, God will heal you. I was just here declaring, anybody with cancer, by faith. Then one time he came and told me, Pastor, I've been told I'm cancer free. I said, this is Jesus. I said, this is Jesus. I said, this is Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for his life. Cancer will never reoccur. It will never resurface. What God has killed, nothing can give it life. The cancer cells have been killed by God. They can't receive life again. In Jesus' name. Wow. You become as great as the thing you serve. If you serve God, you become great like God. You declare cancer will be healed and somebody is healed. Or you are not hearing me declaring cancer will be healed. Why do you look? You don't know I'm anointed, eh? <laughs> you didn't know. Even me, I was shocked, by the way. When he told me, I said, this must be the Lord. I said, this must be the hand of God. Must be the hand of God. Or who do you think healed you, brother? Is it not the Lord? It is the Lord. It is the Lord. I have no power to heal myself. I never even, did I even ever, ever lay hands on you? I never write. It's just the communion. Just the communion. From taking the communion from the congregation. The miracle meal. Ah, we, I think we will take it during the camp. We will take the miracle meal. And the miracle meal killed cancerous cells. And he was told you are cancer free one month ago. Why don't you give the Lord a praise? Liver cancer free. Brother, but now we have power. Why should we behave like that and now we have power? So you are just doing guesswork. Layman. Lycos. Sit down. So you are just doing guesswork. 
what you are telling me. I see God healing you of any condition. A lifetime blood condition was healed. Lifetime blood condition. Now I'm praying that you're going to regain back your weight. You'll see he'll start growing big again. Yeah, he'll become lighter. Yeah, he'll become lighter. You'll see, practically. Hey, I feel like we should speak in tongues. You become like the very thing you worship. So if you worship God, you become like God. If you worship God, you become like God. Those who make them become like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. I can't hear you praying. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, you are the one I worship. You are the one I serve. God is going to use you. God is going to use you to change the nation. God is going to use you to change the nation. You layman, God is going to use you. I see the Lord speaking to you right now and saying, You layman, I'm going to use you. You like cause, I'm going to use you. Don't despise yourself because you are young. Don't despise yourself because you have no influence. Don't despise yourself because you have no money. I, the Lord, I will use you. I, the Lord, will anoint you. I, the Lord, will cause you to become mighty. My spirit shall do it for you. It's not by power, it's not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord, I will cause you to rise and become a mighty nation. I will cause you to rise and become a mighty nation. You will grow forth. You will pass forth with sins. You will pass forth from your sins and become a mighty nation. And a small one among you shall be equated to a thousand. Give us enough sound on the stage. Enough 
God is going to use you. 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 You will become mighty nation. You will become a strong army. You will become a mighty army. An army is rising. An army is rising. An army is rising. An army is rising. An army is rising.
achievements of laymen in the church world. Now, achievements of laymen in the secular world. Achievements of laymen in the secular world. Because there are also achievements of laymen in the secular world. Untrained men. Number one, the great government system of democracy was birthed through lay people. The great system of government Democracy was birthed through lay men or lay people. Democracy, the system of government called democracy, is a product of lay men. Eh, Pastor, so what is democracy? Democracy is giving common people the opportunity to act and change government if they wish. Democracy is giving common people the opportunity and the ability to change government if they so wish. If they so wish. If they wish to change the government, they can change governments. That is what democracy is. So, democracy is the common man's power to refuse to live under any unacceptable condition. Democracy is a common man's participation and influence in a country. Democracy Democracy is built upon the principle of equal opportunity given to all common people. Democracy, democracy is the opportunity. It's built upon the principle of equal opportunity given to all common people. It's called universal suffrage. Have you heard of universal suffrage? Is it, am I pronouncing it right? Suffrage. Suffrage. Universal suffrage. Where you have the opportunity to vote after every five years to decide who leads you. Common men having power to dictate who leads them. That was not happening in Kitambo. Kitambo, the system of government was autocracy. 
authoritarian kings. That system is also called monarchy. The monarchy system of government. Where it is a king. And we are all subjects to the king. And it is hereditary. If he was a queen, the son becomes a king. Or if he was a king, the son becomes a king. And it goes like that. The daughter becomes a queen. But now, even the monarchies that are remaining there have a democracy in them. They are called democratic monarchies. Like the one in the UK. That's a democratic monarchy. Because the monarchy is the head of state, but the head of government is the prime minister who is elected by the people through the MPs. It's a democratic monarchy. The only absolute monarchy in Africa is Swaziland. It's Ituani, which is almost about to fall as well because they are riots there right now. People want democracy. That was the only one absolute remaining. Or Morocco as well. Even Morocco, right? Even Morocco. Morocco is run by a king. Those are the only ones remaining. And as things are going, they might have to have a democratic monarchy or do away with the monarchy completely and follow democracy. So democracy is not really a very good system of government. Because now you give power to common people, some who don't think. They elect fellow zombies to lead them. Who serve the interest of a few. Actually, that's what democracy is. Democracy serves. The, the intention of democracy when it started was to serve the interest of everybody. Democracy started in Rome. They had senators. That's where democracy started from. In Rome. But as things went by, they discovered that democracy is no longer now serving the interest of everybody. It was serving the interest of the few elites in the society. The wealthy, the elites of the society. But the beautiful thing about what we are learning is that it is the, it is the common man changing the government. One time I see you in government. Amen. You will be a lay pastor who is in the government and in the church world. You will be a county commissioner and a pastor. You'll be a director general and a pastor. You'll be an NP and a pastor. An MCA and a pastor. All those positions are for us to take. Yes. You're not inferior. You can vie for an MCA position and get it. I see you vying and I see you winning. I think I see you vying and I see you winning. One day, the nation of the Greater Love Church, the Greater Love Nation, we shall produce the president of this country. I think one day we'll produce the president of this country. Do you know for us to produce the president of this country, we just need to be united and just be one million people. One million who say I'm a greater lover. And we say we are going to have the president of this Kenya come from among us. Because the difference in the elections in Ahonga two meter. One million That's the difference in votes. So with one million, you can tilt. You can decide. So they go tribal the way they want to go. But as with one million, we say you go tribal how you want. But for us, we are the nation of the greater love nation. We are the greater love nation. I'm saying we are the greater love nation. Yeah. And our president will be Mark Gadige. Yeah. Then we say, Vi, go and do what everyone does. And we finance him. We are one million people. And we campaign for him. Then we vote for him. That's it. That's it.
Pere wants to be the governor of this county someday. He's outside cleaning. Yeah, Pere wants to be governor. Yes, the Lord will do it for us. Laymen shall run this nation. We just need to be united. Yeah. That's why we need to fight for the unity of the church. We must be united at all levels. You see someone like Prophet Owur, you know his movement is so big. He, he, he decides to go political. And he says, vote this direction. The potential of him tilting the election is high. Is high. Because his people follow him. It's a cult following. They listen. It's very high. Who speaks in tongue Pentecostal? Your pastor tells you this way. You say now pastor is becoming political. No. Siasa wachana nae pastor. Weshika ya mungu. Siasa wachana nayo. Tuachie. That's why we don't talk about it. But if we were united, we were speaking one language. We were speaking one mind. We say we want Edwin to be a, 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 a president in the next 15 years. So now start vying. Start from MCA. Go to MP. Go to governor. Every year, every five years, go up one ladder. Every five years, go up one ladder. In 15 years' time, look, if you, if you are active in politics for 15 to 20 years, you can easily be president. Because in Kenya, you cannot just come and start vying from nowhere to be president. You have to be hard for some time. What have you been through? What have you suffered? What have you survived? So if Pere decides to vie in the next one, in not 2022, the other one, he starts from MCA. The other one, he says, I'm going a notch higher. I'm trying MP. He tries MP. Another one, he says, Ama, he does MP two terms. Those are 15 years. Then after MP, he does governor. 20 years. He says, just one term. Then I have muscle. At 20, in 25 years in politics, he says, I want to be president. He'll be president. Because by that time, it will be a strong nation. Yes. With a strong backing. Yes. If all of us, if you are one million and everybody says we are contributing to his contribution, to his campaign kitty and giving him 10,000 bob, everybody, how much is that? One million times 10,000. One billion shillings. That's enough to do campaign. The whole country is 10 billion. One billion or 10? 10. 10 billion. Hey! 10 billion. Eh? 10 billion. You know with 10 billion we can build churches everywhere. Ah. Lord, make us mighty. Lord, make us mighty. That's why God has to bless you financially. So that giving 10,000 is just giving $100. Number two. The great superpower was given birth through the lay people. The great superpower. Which is the great superpower? United States of America, USA, was given birth by lay people. There's somewhere I'm going, I'm building something, yeah? I don't think I'm just giving you history. I'm building on a strong foundation. Eh? I didn't hear what you said. 
They are building skillfully. So the American Revolution is a classic example of the power of the common or lay people in shaping history. The common man gave birth to superpower. The common man gave birth to a superpower. At the turn of the last century, the American Revolution was a successful experiment that marked the transition of a world controlled by a few to a world controlled by many. At the turn of the last century, the American Revolution was a successful experiment that marked the transition of a world controlled by a few to a world controlled by many. Before then, it was monarchies that were at work. Have you ever, have ever given you the story of how the empires fell? Eh? I've not given you. In the, in the course of the camp, remind me. I show you how the Roman Empire began, fell. The first, the first one was the Persian Empire. Well, I'll show you what made it fall. The Roman Empire, what made it fall. Then we came to the British Empire, right? What made it fall? So there, there were three or four, three. The Persian was the one for Napoleon, right? No, the one for Napoleon was which one? Because Na Na Napoleon is from French. What was the name of that empire? I forgot. And then Napoleon, then the Persian. No, the Persian, then the Napoleon one, then the, uh, what is this one? The Roman. The, the, the Persian one was from Spain. Yeah, that was the Spain empire. The Persian is Spain. Then the French. It is the Spain that started, then French, then from French to to which one? To Roman, then from Roman to the British Empire. A good leader is a, study, is a student of history. All of those empires fell when they touched the church. I'll show you in history. All of them fell. All of them when they touched the church. The British Empire started falling. What made the British Empire strong was the church, the Anglican church. What made the Roman Empire strong was the Catholic Church. <laughs> All of them. But when they turned and touched the church, <laughs> they began fading. They began fading. I'll show you. I have the notes. Scientific thought things I took in my head from a proven author. Hey. So the American Revolution was an example of how common men can change the world. Because the world transitioned from a world run by few people to a world run by many people. So if the secular world can be changed by laymen, then I think the church world can be changed by laymen. And we've also seen that the church world was changed by laymen. So that is to tell us that lay people are very, tell us about lay people are very important in the kingdom of God. Are we together? Ah, I'm saying, are we together? Are we really together? Number three and the last one on the achievements of laymen in the secular world. The historic election of Barack Obama came through lay people. The historic election of Barack Obama came through lay people. In May 2008, Barack Obama became the first president of the United States of America clinching the democratic nomination for presidency of the United States. Even though the country's rich and influential Democrats 
were Clinton supporters and provided millions of dollars. Obama raised more than any other presidential can candidate in history by using the power of common people. Obama raised over $80 million in his campaign, most of which came from common people making small donations and things. The elites and the rich supported Hillary Clinton. They gave millions and billions, but Obama raised far much more through common men contributions. $10, $100, $50. In total, he had $80 million for campaign. And he went on to become the first black president of America. You know, America is not a young country. I think now they are 144th president, right? Biden is the 144th president. Then Trump, 146th president. Are you sure? 44, 46. 46. This is, Biden is 46th. Trump was 45. Obama was 144th president. So it's a big milestone. It's a big thing. 144th president. That's when they found a black man. Only black men were not there all along. They were there, but they could never clinch that seat. So laymen had to come in and change the system and say, now a black man can rule. Now a black man can rule. 144th. 146th. Oh, 46th. Oh, sorry, sorry, not 146. 46th president. Sorry. 46th president. It's the years in your, how many years of independence? Eh? 232 years of independence. And it was the, Obama was the 46th president. 44th president. 44th president. 236 years. 232 years of independence. There was no black man. No black man. The 44th president was black after 236 years. Two that, oh no, 236 is now. Or then. Now it's 245. So by that time it was 236 years. 232 years by that time when he was becoming president. In 207. <laughs> Kenya, we are young. We are the fourth president. Listen, you are juicy. Who was the fourth president of uh, US? Is it, is it even known? We only know the notable ones. Like the first one was, oh, the first one was not George W. Bush. The first one was called Abraham Lincoln. That was the first president of America. Oh, George Washington, sorry, 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 sorry. Then after George Washington is when? John Adams. The Thomas Jefferson was the fourth one. At what, Naniel Kua, which one? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, 16th president. Uncle Sam. James? The fourth president was James Madison. 1807 to 1817. Madison Insurance. 1807. They had already their fourth president. 1807. They had already their fourth president. Kenya to Eh? Kenya to Eko. 
not last. A grade one at Jafika. So we only know the notable ones. George Washington. Abraham Lincoln. JFK. The one was assassinated, right? JF Kennedy. George Bush. George Bush Sr. George Bush Jr. Who went into Iraq. Roosevelt. Barack Obama. Donald Trump. Bill Clinton. You know George W. Bush Sr. George W. Bush Sr. had been in war. He was one of the fighter, fighter jet pilots who fought in the Second World War. Yeah, he was one of them. Is he the first or the second? Either. Can't remember. But he was one of the fighter jet pilots. Actually, he used to work with a limp. He got it from war. When he came back from war, he said, I'm going to vie for president. Because he had seen what the soldiers were going through. He, he vied and won. I really like reading their books. Just to understand a few things on leadership. Then his son came and became president as well. Even his son served in the military. Forget my note. General. America salute on the right or the left. Kenya salutes on. That is scout. Scout salutes on left. Kenyans, you know, Ken, the, mil the Kenyan military is after the British order. So the British salute with the left or the right? Or it's Americans who salute on the left? Ah, I don't remember. But you, do you know military takes after certain orders? Eh? It's right. For Kenya. For America. Even for Kenya, it's right. The British is which... Salute on which side? Just Google British salute on the right or the left. Also right. So I think the difference is in the the badges. That's where the difference is. Because even Kitambo's salutes used to be different. Some would salute on the right, some would salute on the left. Scouts salute on the salute. Scouts left. Yeah. Who? The Americans salute on the left. Yeah, I knew something to do with that. If they, if they have a gun, Americans, if they have a gun, salute on the left. If they don't have a gun, salute on the right. Yeah, that's the difference. What are you telling me? In the army and the air force, really no, they are, they, this what, I'm, what I'm saying is actually the case. I don't know when, but I know that. Salute is never performed by the left hand. It's only if the right hand is occupied. Is this legit? You know not everything on the internet is legit. Find a legit website. Which salute? Which island? Which name is this? Which site is this? Anyway, it's not something so important. It's not like a life and death. But you can go and do your research. You can go and do your research. It's something worth knowing. Yeah. Even the, the badges have a difference. Yeah. Like our military follows after the British order because we were colonized by the British. Something like the, 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 the uh, Francophone countries, their militaries follows after the French order. So there are things they do that we don't do. 
Nakongai pa, by the way. By the way. Anyway. Anywho. You'll go to, by the way, my history. I'm a student of history, so I love history. So I want to show you why you must become a lay pastor. Why you must become a lay pastor. Why you must become a lay pastor. Because all of you here, God is calling you to become pastors. Yes. You see that hierarchy over there? That hierarchy? You start from a, a love group shepherd, an assistant love group shepherd, to a love group shepherd, from a love group shepherd, in the, in the levels of the love group shepherd, you rise and become an elder. You go through the levels of the love group shepherd, you become an elder. From an elder, you become a what? A pastor. So the goal of every greater lover is to become what? To become a pastor does not mean you'll have to pastor a church. You can become a pastor without pastoring a church. You understand? But you are a pastor with other duties. You become an administrative pastor, perhaps. You're in charge of buildings. Yeah, you can things. And even rise and become a pastor in a bishop in charge of constructions. Yeah, it's possible. So when I say you become a pastor, stop thinking that I have to have a church. No. It will depend. If we sense that you you becoming a pastor with the church is something that is called for you. We will let you have it. But the main agenda is that we all should become pastors. A singing star is also a pastor. Yeah. You can become a pastor who is your work is to sing. That's what I was saying. The singing stars, you have to catch the anointing. Don't just sing. You have to catch the anointing. We are not interested with the voice and the skill. We want the anointing. We want what is in your head. That's what we want. Are we together? Are we together? So why should you become a lay pastor? Number one, become a lay pastor so that you can live in certain geographical locations and do ministry. Become a lay pastor so that you can live in certain geographical locations and do ministry. Become a lay pastor so that you can live in certain geographical locations and do ministry. Become a lay pastor so that you can live in certain geographical locations and do ministry. When missionaries were sent from Britain to Kenya over 200 years ago, they had to support themselves on the mission field. Many of them became farmers, became teachers, so that they are able to support themselves. That is to tell you, that many of them never had bank transfers to support the missionaries. They had to support themselves. Have you heard of Carrie Francis? A, 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 a formula in mathematics? You've never heard about that? Who introduced that formula of Carrie 1, Carrie 2, Carrie 3? He's called Carrie Francis. He was the principal of Alliance High School. As students. Eh? JJ knows. Carry Francis. He's, he, was the, he was the principal of Alliance. Alliance was one of, one of the earliest schools, missionary schools in Kenya. So when the missionaries came, 
they are to find something to support themselves as they did the work of the ministry. So they are to start schools. They are to start hospitals. They were to become farmers. Some of them had to become explorers, like John Livingstone, Ludwig Kraft. Or is Ludwig Kraft an explorer? He discovered what? Yeah, he was a missionary, yes. But an, was he an explorer? I'm not sure about that one. But for Livingstone, I know. See, he's the one who discovered Mount Kenya and the, the fall, the river, the Livingstone in Zambia, the waterfall. Eh? At Berlin. It's in Malindi. What is in Malindi? <laughs> Vasco da Gama. Oh, Vasco da Gama was not a missionary. Was he a missionary? He was a Portuguese trader. He's just a Portuguese trader. Vasco is, he's talking about Vasco da Gama Pila. <laughs> she, she's saying Vasco da Gama is Malindi. But we are, not talking, we are not talking about historical events. We are talking about missionaries. No, so, not social studies. Not GHC. GHCRE. Geography, history, and Christian religious education. GHCRE. I'm talking about missionaries, like Carrie Francis was one. So when missionaries came, they had to support themselves as they do the work of the ministry. Actually, missionaries used to come with their coffins. Yes, as they were leaving the countries they were sent forth, they would be told to carry their coffin. It was a symbol that where you are going, you're not going to come back. You will die there and be buried there. Like Adonijah Jackson. Have you heard of Adonijah Jackson? When he went to Burma, he lost many of his, he lost his, his, his son on, on a voyage. You know right now, going to India, Burma was India, is India right now. Right now, going to India, you can live now, and by tomorrow at this time, you'll be in India. In those days, it will take up to six months to get there. But they were willing to go. And they would go there and support themselves. So you must become a missionary, you must become a lay pastor, so that you can live in certain geographical locations and do ministry. When you are lay. Because if you are a teacher, like Shem, you can go to, you can be posted to Eldore, not to Eldore, to Lukana. And you, 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 you teach and you become a missionary, right? If you're a lawyer, we can post you to Mombasa. You go do your law. You practice your law in Mombasa and do ministry without putting a burden on the church, without salary. Do you know if we start giving salaries to every pastor, we will not be able to do anything? Trasota. Do you know why Kenya is not able to do much? The recurrent expenditure is too high. We spend almost 60% of our budget on salaries. So we only left with 40% for development. And it should be the other way. One MP, a million bob. Minus allowance. So would you want your church to buy properties? Would you want your church to build houses? Like good houses? 
Would you want your church to build churches? Would you want us one day to have a cathedral everywhere? Would you want us to have a school? Would you want us to have hospitals? Then we can only do that if you decide you are going to be a lay pastor. That means you focus on your profession. You have to finish school. Tell me you have to finish school. You have to have your degree. Then come and serve God. And don't expect that we will pay you. The Bible says, if when you're serving the Lord, and, 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 and we tell you, this is your reward. We tell you, thank you. The Bible says, that is your reward. That's all your reward. But when God tells you, thank you, it's a higher reward. Me, I'd rather be told thank you by God. Look, since when we started this church, I've never been on salary. Up to now. Never. If I was on salary, do you think we'd be able to do anything here? With, with the kind of giving you give? With your 50 bob? With your 50 bob? The, the offering in Machakos, is it able to pay your rent? His rent, his own house, it can't pay. See shopping? Atuangelei, shopping yezi afford. They are offering in Machakos. Now imagine if he was saying that offering is my salary. It can't even pay the rent of the, build, the house, the, the, the place of worship. They can't pay. We pay for them through the bricklayers. <laughs> even Eldoret. Your offering is, ba- is very bad. Your offering is someone's change. Your offering is a transaction cost. Yeah. You are paying salaries from those offerings. Will you be here? Will you be here? We'll be killing the church. We'll be killing the church. That's why you have to become a lay pastor and live in Machakos and do ministry in Machakos. Find a job in Machakos. Sell sweets in Machakos. Do what you have to do. Sell water. Sell ice cream. Then do the work of the ministry. And God will reward you more. Though thy beginning may be small, thy latter end shall surely increase. We are supposed to buy this property. Then we are supposed to buy the property in Machakos. We are supposed to buy for them a property. In Eldora, we are supposed to buy for them land. Everywhere the church is, we will have to buy land for them and build for them. Where do you think the money will come from? If we start taking it and salaries. You will live in any geographical location when you are a lay pastor. It is easier for a doctor to go to the U.S. as a doctor first, not as a missionary. Entering some nations as in the name of a missionary is very difficult. But entering as a professional is very easy. So you enter there as a professional. Then when you land there, like our missionary for the U.S. left last week, on Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, I speak on that, there were missionary to the U.S. left. As a doctor, as a nurse. So when she gets there, she does her nursing and she does the work of the ministry. Our missionaries to the U.K., one of them left. Another one is just walking here. I don't know what he, <laughs> why he's walking around. In white polo t-shirt. He should also be leaving, I think, in a week or two. You think when he goes there, he's going there as a, as, as a missionary first. He's going to find something to do. After he has settled and he's done something, now we begin the real work. What brought us there? His purpose now. The main agenda. The other one is just for survival. 
is to pay rent and meet your bills and educate your children. If you rely on the church to educate your children, they will not be educated. Because even mine are not educated by the church. I don't have money to pay for school fees. Can you imagine if, if now all of you say, if I'm a pastor in the church, the church has to pay for my, my God. And you know how much you give. You know, a lot of people have this conception that the church has so much money. Misconception. We don't have money. Do you know how, how I let these people know that we don't have money? I, I bless the Lord for the lockdown. For the lockdown, I bless the Lord. It was something bad, but he taught my shepherds something. During the lockdown, the shepherds were responsible to collect offerings. In their love groups. They do and send. The offerings they were sending, how much was it? Eh? You send 70 shillings, Nanditaife. 17 shillings. 17 shillings. 13 shillings, and it's tithe. <laughs> A love group of six people. They give 17 shillings. Or they say next time. Eh? And at that time, by the way, during lockdown, it was more people. There were not six. It was around 10, 15. It's like giving three bob per person. Or they send you a, a report of offering, pending. That is to tell you, even the shepherd himself has not given. Even the shepherd himself has not given. So when they saw that, I told them, now, have you seen that the church has no money? Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Now they believe. It was, before it was theory. After that, it's practical. The faces of giving, just collecting, passing fund on Thursday. You might be tempted to think that we collect thousands. G4S should come for the money. During, after love group, we send G4S the, the, uh, the money. With armored cars, every location. But the money is not going to be a person. It's not going to be a Because it's, it's 100 bob. A love group of 10 people gives 100. Eh? Nani shepherd? Ndiyo asiaibike. So yo mia, ni a shepherd. Ametoa tu. No square zero. So how can we afford to pay salaries? How can we afford to pay salaries? So will we changa the small mia, mia, mia and buy land? Or changa the small mia, mia and give someone a stomach? To feed their 12 children. What is more important? Pastor's lifestyle or the church. So when you think like that, you see that the only solution is for me to become what? Lay. So that I don't siphon money from the offering bag. In fact, when you are lay, you give more. Because you see the need. Pastor Mark gives more offerings. Pastor Eddie gives more offerings. These speakers, we did not ask the church for offering. We didn't. It was me. Pastor Mark, Pastor Cess, Pastor Victoria, Pastor Faith, Pastor Eddie and the wife, and Victor Masharia. And it's almost a million, Bob. 
We didn't ask. Because we are lay. We see the need. We were saying, if we rely on the church, we give one million. My God, it's over. And even among them, I gave the three quarter. <laughs> it's true. I gave the three quarter. <laughs> because we knew if we rely on the church, hey, <laughs> we will never move. We will never move. We will keep pledging. Pledging, we will pledge. Envelopes. The envelopes you have that belong to the church in your house. It's a whole shelf. A whole bunch. Actually, bring back our envelopes by now. Bring back them. Bring them back. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We forgive you. Bring back our envelopes. We won't lose money by printing others. Prudisha to wash it. To pay Satana. See your bookmark. Every year. Our year of growth, you have it. Our year of building, you have it. Our year of wisdom, you have it. Biazo, you have it. Supernatural, you have it. Ya next year, unapangia kuchukua bado. No. Return our envelopes. One person has ten envelopes. You have a library of envelopes. No, bring back our envelopes. I'm saying bring back our envelopes. You are celebrating a two years anniversary of envelopes. Umazifunga la rubber band. Wanyumba. Bring them back. So you see, when you think like that, you see that if the church is going to progress, you have to become a lay pastor. So that you can go into Sudan, find job. Like you, you can go to Sudan. Yeah. And start the work there, South Sudan. You can go to Mozambique. Yes. And learn their language. You can go to Jamaica. You want to go to Jamaica. Wow. You see, one day you find yourself in Caribbean island, Jamaican city, Kingston, Jamaica, Wagwan, I and I people. You are speaking Pato. Your English is called Pato, right? Pato or Quato? Patwa. Patwa. You are speaking Patwa. You are, you are preaching I and I, I and I people. This is your pastor, Bamba Clan. And I'm preaching on a mighty foundation. I'm pastor, pastor, pastor Balo. Pastor, pastor Balo. Buo, 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 buo. Pastor Pato saying you must be a lead pastor. Save the, save Jamaicans for Jesus. And you what? <laughs> so, for you asked, we must become lay pastors so we can live in certain geographical locations and do ministry. Number two, why we must become lay pastors? I see us having a surge of lay pastors. Number two, become a lay pastor so that you don't become a burden to anybody. Become a lay pastor so that you don't become a burden to anybody. 
I walk closer now on the highway Through the darkest night Will you hold, hold my, my hand? hand? Jesus, hide my way Oh, you mourn with me And you dance with me Through the darkest nights Will you hold my hand? Though I walk through the valleys low, I feel no evil. By the water, still my soul, my heart will trust in you. My heart will trust. So become a lay pastor so that you're not a burden to anybody. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 8. Second Thessalonians. For you dance with me and you mourn with me from my heart on heart. You guide my way. Jesus, guide my way. Oh, you is bound to you though I walk through the valleys Lord I feel no evil by the water still my soul my heart will trust in you my Become a lay pastor so that you're not a burden to anybody. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 8. Second Thessalonians 3, verse 8. The Bible says, let's start from verse 7. Quickly, verse 7 is just three verses. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For you are not disorderly among you. Mm -hmm. Number 8, we talk about Makarapanikazi. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we now not be a burden to any of you. If you become a burden to the church, we have to feed you. We have to educate your children. We have to clothe you. We have to buy you a car. We have to take you for holiday. When will you do the work of the ministry? Who did that to the missionaries of old? Who gave them cars? They had actually to finance their own missions. They had to finance their own missions. Why is the Christianity of today wanting to become a Christianity that has avoids the actual cross? Why? Why do we want to become a burden to the 50 bobs and the 100 bobs? Because that's, those are the most coins in a church, by the way. Jesus told his disciples, gather the fragments that remain. Those fragments were 12 baskets. So the truth of the matter, in the kingdom of God, God provides through fragments. That's how God provides. This one, this, you see when I tell you this sound was one million? Don't think you become one million. Just 
came 50, 20, 30, 40, 50. We paid slowly, 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 slowly. We never took the equipment. We told them, the day we finish paying, give us our equipment. So we paid. Because we don't believe in debt. No loans, no debt. So you stay with them. We will pay slowly. The day we finish, give us. If we are unable to finish, bring back our money. That was the agreement. But we will not take debt. No. No debts. I'll pay slowly. Slowly. Nikimaliza, nipatie. Just agree with the seller. If he agrees, go for it. If he doesn't agree, please, don't, don't put me in shackles. I don't take debt. I don't need it. If I can't afford it, I don't need it. Is that clear? So we can become a burden to the work of the ministry. If we go for missions, look, when I, when I go to the missions, I come preaching in your churches. The churches you guys come from cannot afford to even pay my hotel. I actually go look for cheaper hotels so that I don't become even a burden to this church that has sent me. Is it true, Pastor Seth? I, is it true, Pastor Eddie? When I went to Eldoro, they wanted to take me to Eka. I told them, how much is Eka per night? They told me. I said, no, I can't sleep there. It's not like the money is not there. The money is there. But I ask myself, just for one night, 20,000? No. Find me a place I can lay my head. The son of man has nowhere to lay his. <laughs> but for me, just find me a place I can lay my head. That's enough for me. That's enough for me. I decided I will not even fly to Eldoret. Let me drive. Because I realized that driving was cheaper. I drove for hours. Eldoret is Karibu. See, There's a resting place before you get there. When I went to Machakos, I didn't sleep in an expensive hotel, did I? You had gone looking for expensive hotel. What did I tell you? I will go for the cheapest. The cheapest is what I'll go for. Because I don't want to become a burden to the church. So just one mission trip, you spend 100,000. What are you doing? Are you helping or destroying? You are destroying. What was the need of going? You'd rather have stayed and saved the church 100,000 than just go and spend 100,000. I sometimes I fuel my own car with my money, not the church money. Because I see if I take fuel from the church, oh my God, the church will not do anything. So I just say, the little God has provided for me, my people giving me offerings. I put that as my fuel money and I drive. And I feel okay because I don't want to be a burden to the church. The church is too young. For me to start taking extravagant. The Bible says, oh, unto you, nation. If your princess take breakfast for dinner, or dinner for breakfast, oh, unto you, king, nation. If your princess take dinner for breakfast. That means taking privileges at the wrong time. Too early. You want privileges too early. In this church, when we started, up to now, we don't buy batteries. The church does not buy batteries. The people who use microphones buy their own batteries. We, in this church, we don't buy tissue. No. People come with tissues. Tissues stuck. They give the sanctuary keepers. They say, your tissue is <laughs> so, Rolls. It's true. 
roles. Keep them there. Do you know how much it is to buy tissue for all of you? Inaisha haraka sana. Yumlatumia wako panguza kiyati. Lipstick. We don't buy tissue. We actually started recently, we started, we realized that we need God to break the curse of lack of food. So we started a food bank. So people bring food to the food bank to help in the church and we give to people who don't have to break the curse of no food. Just this camp, the budget for your food was 47,000. The budget for your food was 47,000. I looked at it, I almost said we will fast. Kila mtu wakujia chakula yake. Then I said, kuna watu watoka machako, so wezi kujia na chakula yao. But if it was possible, you come with your food. We will not spend 47,000 on food. No. We would rather spend 47,000 in buying seats for a new church. Yes. What is more important? Planting a new church or eating? Souls are more important. Souls of men. Sons of men. So you have to become a lay pastor so that you don't become a burden to anybody. When you travel to preach, because very soon you'll start traveling to preach. Amen. Don't go and give demands to the church. The, your, maybe you've been called by the church in Tukana, the TGL church. You don't give demands. Look, this guy. See, he comes to your churches. Do I, am I the one who pays for all those trips you do? No. I don't pay. When you're flying, am I the one who pays? No. And the wife is the accountant. But we don't pay. He uses his own money. Because he knows there is no money. The wife will tell him, hey, brother, we really want to help you. We would really have wanted to help you. But the truth is, we don't have. As it is, we don't have. As it is, we don't have. So he has to fund his trips. See, he just writes me, tells me, this weekend, I'm in this place. I say, the Lord bless you. And because of that, not becoming a burden to anybody, the guy is blessed. Very blessed. He's blessed with a beautiful wife, number one. A flowing wife. Light skin. Toto si toto. A girl toto. A fine girl. With carved things. Not a flat screen. A carved LED. He has a beautiful boy. He lives in a good house. One time, uh, I was on my way to Machako, and Pastor Seth called me and said, Hi, I'm calling you on behalf of the Better Love Church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like us to facilitate your movement from here to Machako and back? I told Pastor Seth to call and ask him. Uh, I said, I just, I, I just quickly caught that this is this can't be her. So I just I just respectfully said um, no, thank you. I'm fine. After I cut the after I cut the call, I called says is when you find evil ten After 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 she's speaking to her as my assistant. 
She now said, let me call my wife. She says, why are you doing all the panya? So I didn't find her. So I did it. Because we don't want to become a burden to anybody. We don't want to become. We don't want to become. One time I was going to preach in Eldoret. And my wife wanted to come with me. I calculated the cost of going with my wife. I told her, my friend, remain. I told her, remain. What are you coming to do? I told her, what are you going there to do? Stay. Are you preaching? No. You stay in Rongai. Let me go alone. I went with the team that I go with. Because those ones, some are singing, some are in the sound, some are doing different things. I asked her, you, what will be your responsibility there? What are you going to do specifically? To give me support? Ah, no. I don't want support. My support comes from the Lord. The Bible says, I'll send you a comforter who is the Holy Spirit. My comfort comes from the Lord. And she stayed. I don't want to help her there. No. And she stayed. I went alone. Came back alone. And we continued living. As if nothing happened. Yeah. Because we don't want to become a burden to the church. And because of that, God has blessed us. Because of that attitude. Machakos, you cannot be writing requisition. One time, Pastor Edu wrote me a requisition. When we sent him to, to start the church, he sent a requisition to the, to the accounts office. Then they forwarded to me. Uh, anointing oil. Sanitizer. <laughs> visitors. Snacks. Hey, when they forwarded to me, I called him. I told him, hello. How are you, Pastor Edwin? How are you, man of God? <laughs> Missionary, how are you? Are you happy? Oh, yes, Pastor, I'm very happy. I asked him, is there water in Eldoret? He said, yes, there's water. Is there soap in Eldoret? He said, yes. Where is the soap? In my house. I told him, go take that soap in your house and the water in your house. Take it to church. Let people wash their hands as they enter the church. But we cannot buy sanitizer. There's no money for sanitizer. That was the last time I have ever seen requisitions <laughs> from Eldoret. Even me one time, was, we had sent requisitions to HQ when our requisitions were being sent there. I sent the requisition. Actually, I'm not even the one who sent the requisition at that time. It was the department in charge. So they sent to the accounts office. Then the accounts office forwarded to PAPS for, for approval. So in my requisition, these guys had written tissues, soft tissues. <laughs> it was a 70 bob, so, soft tissues. So PAPS called me. He told me, Pastor Boni, how are you? Are you okay? Yes, I'm very okay. Do you have tissues in your house? I said yes. He told me, take those tissues to church and use them. <laughs> I'm serious. He told me, carry those tissues. You remember? Carry those tissues. I, uh, I started wondering, where is that coming from? So I called and asked the guys, what did you request? Ay, 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 ay. I told them, how can you do that? How can you do that? You're bad. You're bad. I said from that time, we don't have do requisition for tissues. We, we told people, pick up responsibilities in the church so that God will bless you. Because anything you do for the house of God, God will do it for you. Yes, anything you do for God. Anything you do for God, God will do it for you. The Bible says God is not unjust to forget the labor of love that you've shown towards the people. God is not unjust. Even if you see there's no water in the church and you go and buy water, God honors that. And he will repay it. If you see there are no seats in the church and go and buy seats, God honors that. 
and he will repay it. Anything you do for God, he's faithful. Genio decided to pay for the rent in Machakos. This guy, he said, I'll be paying for their rent. Single-handedly. He asked how much. He was told this is the amount. So he said, I'll be sending every month that amount. He told me a testimony recently. Give them your testimony. Praise God. <laughs> so I decided to be paying rent for Machakos by the grace of God. So my house was uh, changed two different times. So the first time, I got everything new. Then for the second time, I, I got everything else new that was better than the first one. So I gave the first ones. I received the second one. You gave out the first furnitures. Yes, and they and were got, new. And they were new. Yes. And you got new ones. Yes, the second time. Anything you do for God, God will do it for you. Anything you do for God. Anything you ever do for God, God will command men to do it for you. The, then recently he came and told us, now I have... What had you done? I just met somebody. What, no, what had you done before the testimony? What, what was the cause of the testimony? The same thing. The same thing? Yeah, Machakos. Machakos. Then you had prophesied to us that we are, uh, the Lord is going to change our wardrobes. Then the same week I received the seven suits. Someone met him and told him, Jenny, I see you wear suits. I'm going to buy you seven new ones. Nice suits. Anything you do for God, God will cause men to do for you. God will cause men to do for you. Hey. It's true. Same God. Same church. You, you don't do anything for God. You actually come and give demands. Come and give demands, requisitions. This is not a corporate organization. This is a spiritual organization. We don't do things corporate here. We do things spiritual. Thank you, brother. We do things spiritual. This is a spiritual entity. You are dealing with God here. You are transacting with God. You are transacting with God. If we go corporate, we can't survive. You know, Pastor Eddie told me something that I've never forgotten. Pastor Eddie told me one time that church is the only organization that what comes in is less than what goes out, but never closes. Church is the only organization on earth that the income that comes in in forms of tithes and offerings is always smaller than the bills the church is supposed to pay, but the church will never close down. Because they are of the hand of God. That shows the hand of, the hand of God in the, in the thing. Any other organization, if the income is more, is less than the, the expenses, you close shop. Very fast, Araka Opesi. But the church, you're always receiving less, but giving more, but you never close because of the hand of God. You only grow, actually. It's like the problems keep increasing. The problems of the church keep increasing. By the problems, I mean the needs. This week, Rongai has not been having water for some time because they are changing their piping system. This week alone, we bought bozas. Yesterday, there was a boza there, right? Today, another boza is coming. Because of the, the way you are using the water. The, the sanctuary keepers decided we will buy the water for the washrooms ourselves. I said, when I heard that, I said, those ones God has to bless them. They did not say, now let's wait for the church to put boza. They organized themselves and bought water. As for boza, put water. Even cleaning on, on any time they are cleaning, they don't use the, since when we, did not, we didn't have water for the church, they decided we will be buying the water ourselves. I said, those ones God has to bless them. It's a matter of time. 
Because God is not unjust. The present worship wanted microphones one time. They bought them themselves. These microphones they are using, I did not buy one. It's the present worship that bought. Is it true? They organized themselves and bought all the microphones. Why wouldn't the Lord bless them? Why wouldn't the Lord bless them? They decided we will not become a burden. The only things I buy for them is things they can't afford, like this drum set, keyboard, these things I know they, even if they would really want, but for now they can't. But a time will come that even those ones they'll be affording. Yeah. Same thing for other churches. Yeah. Someone will be saying, I want, like I was told by Moses, somebody said, the Lord has laid it in my heart that I should buy a mixer for Machako's church. And somebody bought a mixer for that church. It was who? Marcus. He said, I want to buy a mixer for the church. You will see, God has to bless him. Because he decided that we will not be a burden to the church. I will not be a burden. And who paid rent? Oh, that's the lady. What's her name? Sheila. Recently I was told a certain lady has said, I will pay rent for Machako's church this month. And she gave money. The Lord has to honor that. The Lord has to honor that and reward it. It's a matter of time. Kuna principles and apply. Where apply? Kuna kingdom principles and are put into place. requisitions. Requisition your juice. Hospitality. Your ice cream. Your visitors. Battery. If any time you see the need in the church, it's an opportunity for God to bless you. If you can afford to meet that need, meet it. Without even announcing, just go and see whoever is in charge. And say from today, don't ask for this and this. If you need it, I'll bring it. And put a standing order. They don't even need to remind you. Because it's a, con it's a conversation between you and God. They shouldn't remind you. Because now if we start reminding you, it's like now you are, you are doing it for us. No. You are doing it for your God. It's unto the Lord. I will do myself. These cabros you see outside, it's not me who put, it's Pastor Mark and the wife. All those cabros you see. Actually, I, when I said it, I never told them to put cabros. But they came and told me, we will put cabros. I was telling them, no, we don't need, that is too expensive. They say, we will do it for the Lord. And they put us like 70,000. Pastor Mark and the wife. Why would the Lord not bless them? Why? The office furnitures. It's Victor and the wife who've been buying. It's not me. They've been buying slowly by slowly. Now, all, almost all the offices have furniture minus Vic, Pastor Victoria's office. The one that is remaining without a desk. And seats. We are yet to get seats for all the offices. But I've not been buying. And then you wonder, why are people being blessed? They have taken responsibilities for God. They have burden to the work. Instead, we shall be given to the work. Now God is always blessing them. They give me testimonies, wild, wild testimonies. Wild. Wild. And look, they're not giving because they are rich. No. This light you see here, it's not me who bought, it's Maranga. This light you're seeing here. This is 60,000, is it 60 or 30? 15, 15 plus 24 is 39. It was him. Even this, even this light is Maranga. And this one here. This one, this one, this one, this one. Why would the Lord not light his life? Why would the Lord not light his life? Then you wonder, 
Bwana kwani unaombanga wakiangalia ngongo. Mimi naangalianga Kirinyaga. Ah ah. Eh? Are they praying facing the Lord? Which side are they facing? Tell me I face. Sio ku face, ni principles wamejua. Ni principles wamejua. Ni principles wamejua. Number 3. Why you must become a lay pastor? Ama mdai story. I sense the anointing so strong by the way. So strong. Become a lay pastor. I mean good news. Become a lay pastor so that you can survive in ministry without being paid by the church. Same scripture. Become a lay pastor so that you can survive in ministry without being paid by the church. Kimanga, who is becoming a pastor on Friday? Uh, this guy. Uh, Eddie. Uh, what is his name? Gonke. He has not been paid by the church. They bought themselves screens in Nyeri. I told him, he told me we, we are asking for screens. I told him, I want you to pray and tell God I want specifically screens for the church. Do you now have screens? They have screens, two of them. They prayed and the Lord gave them. Because this is a spiritual entity. It's a spiritual entity. <laughs> I said, become a bricklayer, you, you think. There are people who have taken up one, one, one. Where just give a certain amount per month and wait on the Lord. Let me go for shopping. You shall After five years, you shall return, and there shall be a difference. <laughs> eh? There will be a difference. The Bible says that. A clear distinction. A clear distinction. Kim Yoti was telling me one day, I want to buy mugs for the drums. I told him the Lord will honor your, your desire. He didn't come and tell me, you know, we need to buy. He said, no, pastor, pray for me. I want to buy mics. I asked him how much is it. He told me it's 20,000. <laughs> and you will see, he will buy. Look, if, if tokens. We don't pay for tokens in this church. It is Kim Nyoti and John who do it faithfully. And not like they have much. They're just being faithful. Why would the Lord not power their lives? Because they have decided we will not take from the church. Because they know there's nothing in the church. We will actually be the ones participating in it. May God remember anybody who has done anything in this church. By the end of this week, may God reward you. May you receive good news. By this church, I mean the entire Greater Love Nation. Any church you're in, anything you've done for God. Some, my brother-in-law is that guy. This guy came and told me one time, I have this amount of money I had saved to buy a phone, but I've decided I'm going to buy microphones for the church. Inyeri. He told me that. I'm going to buy a pastor. My elder said, you need microphones. So I said, I'll buy. He 
my savings for a, f- a phone. So he went bought the microphones. He brought. After he brought, recently he told me, I needed a phone. What I, the money I have for a phone is two times, right? Three times what I had saved to buy a phone. God has given me a phone that is three times more my expenses. Because what I had, I gave it to him. And I waited on him. Your God is not a thief, eh? Your God is not a thief. At all. God will always honor. Yeah, God will always honor. When you become a lay pastor, you do ministry without being paid by the church. You don't pay Bonke. You don't pay this guy. You don't pay Eddie. I'm not paid. Pastor Mark is not paid. Nah. All the money we have, we save. We save. So at least we can be able to buy land. Invest for the church. Yes. Buy sound. I told the branch churches, I want, now to, I want you guys now to believe God for good sounds for your churches. I sent them the bills. Tell them, this, buy this particular sound is 100,000. Believe God for it. No matter how much it has a sound. Killer week sound in Mechomeka. Killer week sound in Mechomeka. Mixer in Mechomeka. It's doing nini. I told them, now believe God for 100,000. Pray for it. And you'll see, one of these days you'll see a 100,000 word sound in your churches. You'll see it practically there. Mashida Zakutomeka, Zishe. We used to repair our speakers every week. Every week, service. It was like a devourer. I said, Lord, now, I don't know. We will not be collecting offerings. Now, by the grace of God, these ones don't have that issue. We don't know service. We don't know service. Because they were brand new. Good speakers. The same shall be your portion. Every church with no sound, God will give you a sound. By next year, April, all the brand churches, you'll have good sound. I say you'll have good sound. The Lord himself shall provide in Jesus' name. So do it. Do it for God so that the church survives. Are we together? So four ways that paying a pastor can hinder the ministry. Still under point number three. Survive. The point is become a lay pastor so that you can survive in ministry without being paid. A minute, yeah?
trust in you. I says the anointing is so strong. Four ways that being a pastor can hinder the ministry. Number one, the first hindrance, building projects are slowed down or even stopped. When you start paying salaries, the money you'd have used to build, you can't, you don't have the money. Now you start paying salaries. That's why all of us have to delay. Start to build more buildings. Things that will outlive us. You know your salary will, will end with you. The day you die, the day you die, your salary ends. Nobody remembers the salary of someone who died. It was not left. It died with you. But if we use that money we'd have used for salary to build a church, the church will outlive you. Right? The church will outlive you. Ah, I'm Yes. So let us do things that will outlive us. Are we together? Number two, the church cannot buy equipment it needs. When we start paying pastors, we can't buy equipment. How will we be able to buy equipment? The media alone, for us to be going live, the equipment we need are worth 400,000. The basic equipment. Two cameras and the, the machine to go live. That's 400,000. Where will it come from? May God raise somebody here to have say, Pastor, this 400,000 is for the media team. The Lord can do it, yeah? Yes, and he will do it. Yeah. You can be the one God will use. Yeah, you start saying slowly. You don't wait for the 400. You wait, take this 20, take this 10. By the time you know it is 400. Because I've told you God provides through fragments. Fragments. Don't be waiting for 1 million. You slowly, slowly, you should have done 1 million. 1 million. One million. Like we have something, we have, we have Power Sunday, the end of this month, the end of November. Our intention is to buy, raise money for a good generator so that it's machine that Yes, we start and we are said we are believing God for 2,000 everybody. Everybody. And it will happen. You start saving your 200 slowly by slowly. 500, 200, 300. Lord, dancing, saying, Lord, what the Lord has done for me. I didn't know you'd cousin me this way. I didn't know you will favor me this way. I didn't know you will favor me this way. Favor me this way. Thank you, my Lord. And you see, one day God gives you anything you need in your house. Yes. So if you want equipment, you can't be paying salaries. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. So paying salaries slows down the church in those areas. Number three, missionaries cannot be sent out. When we start paying salaries, missionaries cannot be sent out. Missionaries cannot be sent out. Thank you. Missionaries cannot be sent out when we start paying pastors. 
Because how do we stand out missionaries? Then we pay them. <laughs> Guys, a four-year-old church, we've already sent four missionaries. Four, three. Three. We are sending the fourth one in December. We are starting a church in Thika. Next year, we are starting three more churches in Kenya. In Thika, in Maseno, in Nakuru. Those are the three towns. We might actually have to do four because there's another church I'm thinking of doing. There's another bonus church that might come at the end, at the tail end of next year in Eastlands. Maybe the bonus fourth church. But we can't do that if we start paying salaries. We can't. Because we don't have Look, this church is not a rich church. We are just people who are, want to make God happy. Yes, we're just attempting great things for God. But one day we'll be a rich church. I think one day we'll be a rich church. We'll have properties everywhere. Yes. One day we'll, one day we'll get there. But for now, let's just make God happy. Let's make him happy. Let's, let's, let, let's just make Jesus smile. If Jesus is smiling, we are good. If Jesus is smiling, we are what? Tuko too sour. Ama aje? Kama uko sour. Kama yesi wako sour, si tuko sour. The rest will come. Yeah, the rest will come. If he's happy, Jesus is not a thief. Jesus will never ask you to lay down your life and never give it back to you. We read yesterday, anyone who lays down his life will get it. Yeah. You gain by losing. It looks like you've lost now. But a few steps later, you get it. You get back. There's a book that I like, ad I like advising people to read or recommending to people. It's called The Dream Giver. Go and read that book. You'll see. Anytime you lay your dream down for the sake of the dream giver, he gives back to you your dream. A bigger dream, even better. Are we together? Number four. Immature church members who don't understand why pastors should be paid certain amounts of money could cause trouble in a new church. Four, we are looking at four ways that paying a pastor can hinder the ministry. Immature church members who don't understand why pastors should be paid certain amounts of money could cause trouble in a new church. They just don't understand why people who work for God should be blessed. There are people who are just like that. They wonder, why should we pay a pastor 200,000? What is he doing? Do you know a pastor does more work than a CEO? A pastor deals with three elements of your life. He deals with your spirituality. He deals with your soul, which is your emotions. And he deals with your physical body, your health. Which, 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 which professional in the, in the world deals with three things? All of them just deal with one thing. Yes. But a pastor is dealing with three dimensions of a human body. An entity. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. A man is what? A spirit who has a soul and he lives in a... And the pastor deals with those three elements. Your spirit, we are thinking about eternity. We are thinking about eternity. When you die, where will your spirit go? Your soul, your emotions, your emotional well-being. Most of you come discouraged and you live happy. Where do you think the discouragement goes to? It comes to me because I'm the one who is lifting the burden. 
So when I lift it, it is placed on me. It's called transference. How about you think it disappears in the air? Then your body, I have to pray, Lord, let this person be helped. Some things I fight is because I've stood at the door and I'm fighting on your behalf. My son became sick because I'm stood at the door and said, Satan, you cannot have these children of God. So he went to hit my own son. But I have to stand there and fight for the sake of everyone. But people will not understand. Why should a pastor be fighting to pluck you from fire. Eternal fire. To pluck you from addiction. That's why you need to pray for pastor's children. No, check it out. When I say, ah, but I'm a pastor on Arbikanga. When Arbikanga, pastor was a cure wapi. Sinuwa na konga na shugulikia. Ama na konga na shugulikia nani. Sinuwa na ngangana kuambia. Hey, pastors, the Americans have been hit. Their marriages were hit. Whose marriages were they healing? They lay down their own marriages for your marriage. They start praying for your marriage more than they pray for theirs. Which executive, which secular executive do you know that when you have an issue with your marriage, he will come to counsel you? <laughs> Who is interested? At the workplace, nobody cares. What they, what they care is performance. Are you working or not? If you're not working, get yourself going. Get going. What we want here is results. That's what they say. How you will deliver, we don't care. Deal with your issues at home. Leave your issues at home. Your problems are not our problems. But here, a pastor, when you have a problem, there's someone I was rebuking today. I rebuked her, she started crying. I started feeling for her. I gave her tissues. I said, now sit there and finish crying. Don't go out so people don't see you're crying. But if it was a CEO, he said, get the out of my office. Warning. Warning letter. Please email it direct now and put it in her file or his file. But here, I beat you. I have a rod and a staff. Yes, I beat and I comfort. I beat and I comfort. And you see a young man saying, Why? Why should Poseidon be paying? Why should Poseidon be given a car? Pops told me to make a He gave Pops gave us a car. He told me, make that car for Poseidon. Give, put a new engine. Put everything new. Give it to him. We spent almost 100000 on that car, right? Or more, Pastor says. 100,000 on the car Pops gave us. And I said, this car has been given to you by Pastor Jim. Take it. And he's not blood. Has your father given you a car? Your biological father? He has told you, use this car, but return it. <laughs> but a spiritual father says, this car is yours. Keep it. Move around with it how you want around with it. Number four. Number four. Oh, number five. No, number four. 
That was part of number three. Number four, become a lay pastor so that you are free from all men. Become a lay pastor so that you are free from all men. Became a, become a lay pastor so that you are free from all men. First Corinthians 9.19. First Corinthians 9.19. Welcome our good people. First Corinthians 9.19. The Bible says, for, I, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might, I might win the more. Let's start from verse 15. But I've used none of these things. Uh, verse 14. I wonder where, the, where he starts saying that even though I had the opportunity to spend money. Verse 13. Verse 10. Verse 11. Uh, where this starts? Okay, verse. Go. Verse. Verse 8. Verse 8. Okay, thank you. Do I say these things as a mere man? Or does the law not allow, or does not the law say the same also? No, verse 7. Okay, let's, it's okay, just go to verse 9. You'll understand. Verse 8, rather. Do I say verse 9? Verse 9. For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while he treads out grain. It is oxen God is concerned. Is it the oxen that God is concerned about? When God was saying you should not muzzle an ox while it's trending. So if Paul was asking, do you think God is interested so much with the oxen? Not really. Uh -huh. Or does he say it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt this is written. So God was speaking metaphorically and saying, when a pastor is working, he should benefit from the work that he's doing. So God was not saying the ox. He was speaking in metaphors for the sake of these people. That he who plows should plow in hope. And he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. So if I thresh in hope, like I sow hope to you, I should harvest hope from you. Verse 11. For if we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap material things from you? If I've been preaching to you for the next, for, for the last, yesterday I looked at my watch. I had done 14.2 kilometers. 14.2 kilometers. From morning when I started preaching at 9 to 8.30 in the evening. 14.2 kilometers. With a break of one hour. 14.2. So Paul was saying, if I do that, should I not harvest material things from you? Should you not give me offerings? That's what you're saying. Verse 12. If others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? If others, when you go to a counselor and he's supposed to counsel you, you have to pay for a consultation. Or that, what is that thing called? Consultation. That one is called? It's consultation fee. The one you pay before you go. Consultation fee. Why, if others, you pay for consultation, why shouldn't you not do the same to a pastor? Are we even more, more obligated that we should honor this man more? That is what Paul is saying. Nevertheless, we've not used this right. So nevertheless, but we endure all things lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. 
So he said, I have that right, but I've decided I'm not going to use that right. Why? Verse 13. Do you not know that those who minister the those who minister the holy things, eat of the holy things of the temple. And those who serve at the altar, partake of the offerings of the altar. So if I minister from the altar, I should eat from the altar, right? Uh-huh. Verse 14. Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. That's, that's what God has commanded. But look at what he says, verse 15. But I have used none of these things. So all these rights of mine, I have said I'm not going to use them. Nor have I written these things that it should be done so to me. So I'm just writing for you to know. For it would be better for me to die than anyone should make my boasting void. Like Though I have the right to eat from you, I have decided I don't want it. And I'm not writing to you to persuade you to give me. Yeah. I'm not speaking like this so that you start saying, Oh, Pastor Alkwaraka to Murumi, Akia Kwana Mashida, Kitumuja Nuka Kwake Skutatu. Wacha tumpatie kitu, at least mtoto wake apate maziwa. That's why when you give me offerings, I don't even receive them. It's my assistants who receive. I receive and give my assistants. So that he does not have the impression in your head. Eh? Uwa pastor, nona venye ni mpatia kafuraia? Eh, alifuraia. Alifuraia. Alifuraia sana. You will never see me taking offerings from you. Alafu ni anza sema, wow, 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 mungu wa mekutumia. Mungu, mungu wa mekutumia. Na shukuru mungu kwa sababu wa mekutuma. You are not my provider. God is. It's only that you are obligated by God. And if you don't do it, there's a consequence of not doing it. And another will do it. <laughs> so you'd rather do it. To be on the safe side. Verse 16. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Woe is to me if I don't preach the gospel. So I'm preaching. Not because I really want to preach. But because there's a necessity that has been laid on me. Yani ni kama nispo preach ni takufa. Me, I've felt that before. If I don't preach, I'll die. Or I'll, I'll be mad. I knew I'm preaching out of necessity. It has been laid upon me that I have to preach to my generation. I have told, I've told you how the Lord spoke to me when I was 17 years in a dream. And he told me, if you remain where you are, I'll use you to influence your generation. In that dream, I was walking with Pastor Jim. And he was holding my hand. As we walked, we were walking on, on, on a hill. Up, we were climbing a hill, a rocky hill. But surprisingly, our shoes were not getting dust on the hill. Like we were not even having to do this. We were just like sliding up. Then from that, we went to some dusty place. And we'd walk on dust, and my shoes would not become dust. So the Lord told me, if you remain where you are, I'll use you to influence your generation. That was when I was 17 years. When I was 21, the Lord began using me for a generation. Now, last Sunday, we were 831 in my generation. So it's like necessity is laid on me to preach. Oh, unto me. Look, which church will you find 300 people seated here? <laughs> 
from morning, from yesterday. Four days, three over 300 people listening to preaching. Long hours of preaching. Young people concentrating. And the way young people are known to be wild. Look, one of the strongest uh, uh, signs of the presence of God in a church is a church full of young people. Young people are always the hardest to control because of the emotions, the wildness. They are wild. They want to try everything new. They have the zeal for the things. So when you see a church that has many, many young people, just know the presence of God is there strong. What else could contain you minus the presence of God? You know how wild you are. You know how wild you are. The, the zeal you have is unbridled. They are to be put a bridled by God to control that zeal. The things you want to do, if we let you loose right now, the things you look at yourself in the mirror and say, is that me? Is it Mia? Is it Moa? The sexual drives you have. The strong sexual drive. You know sexual drive is a very strong feeling. Sexual drive is, a, is, a, is the same feeling of going to the toilet. It's that nature feeling you have of going to the toilet. You see how animalistic it is? That if you don't go and release yourself, you will pee on yourself. How unnatural it is and uncontrollable it is. It is that strong. It is like diarrhea. You can't hold it. So if you see you are holding it, it means another supernatural power has come upon you and, and made you hold that force. It can only be the Lord. Only. If the Lord does not help you, you are as good as done. But God be thanked. Let's continue, verse 17. But God be thanked. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, I have been entrusted with a stewardship. So if I preach willingly, God will reward me. But even if I choose not to do willingly, I've been entrusted this stewardship. So I have no option. I would rather do it willingly. And even if I don't want to do willingly, I still have to do it because I've been entrusted. Necessity is late. So I have no option. I would rather choose to do willingly. But even if I choose not to do willingly, I'll still find myself doing it. Because necessity is laid upon me. Verse 18. What is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Jesus Christ without charge. That's what I want you to see. I'm presenting the gospel without charging you. If I'm going to charge you the things I teach you, you will not afford to pay. How many have been to a motivational speakers conference? Non-high school, you've paid for yourself. 10,000 shillings, you paid to go and, and sit and listen. For two hours. Now I've been preaching since morning. Since yesterday morning I've been preaching. Will you afford to pay? I present the gospel with no charge. And why do I do this? That I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. So, verse 19. For though I am free, for though I am free from all men, I've made myself a servant to all that I may, be, that I may win them all. So I want to be free from all men. 
So you become a lay pastor so that you're free from all men. Look, the truth of the matter is in a church, people who give offerings, like good offerings, create a certain attitude. They start thinking that they're very important. The pastor cannot rebuke them. They start feeling, hey, me, you know, I'm very important. So they want to hold the pastor. A lot of pastors are held here by the people who give in church. That's why in this church, I don't know who gives what. My father taught me, never concentrate on who gives. Rebuke everybody. You can bring 100,000 today and tomorrow I'm rebuking you. Or the next minute. One time some guy brought here 100,000. He gave me, I told him, I don't want that money. Take it back. He had misbehaved. Then he had, there's a project we are doing and he brought. I told him, take back your money. I don't want to see you. Go with your money. Go to hell with your money. He left his hand crying. Yes, I please, please, master, please. He was crying. I said, I don't want it. He would come looking for me everywhere. Please, pastor, accept my offering. Because I want to be free from all men. Nobody here can stand and say that they hold this church hostage. Oh, you hold who? Who? <laughs> when you are giving, when you are not giving, the church was going on. We were building. You found us having built this. Did you, did you give a shilling for this? We were building during COVID when there were no offerings. But we were building. God was sending us ravens. Two buildings in one year. One building we don't use. It's now a store. And it's millions, 1.7 million. After we just finished building like this, we could, not, we could not fit in the building. We had to look for a bigger building and build again. You have to be a lay pastor so that you can be free from all men. When you become a pastor, brother, on Friday, those who are become, those who are being ordained to become pastors on Friday, do not allow anybody to ever put you in their pocket. You are not a servant of men. You are a servant of God. So your reward is with God. Your reward is not with men. Nobody should ever put you in their pocket because of what they give you. That's why you should not even be accepting offerings and put in your pocket. Never give it to your assistant. Because when you, someone gives you offering and you put it in your pocket, they say, oh, wow, 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 wow. I'll go up a buyer. Never. Always have that etiquette. Give it to your assistant. They will go and bank it if they want. If they want, they can steal. <laughs> are we together? Yeah. Look, a lot of you here have given you money. I've given you money, not once, not twice. I have paid for people's school fees here. Because I want to be free from all men. I have said, have I paid for your school fees before? Have I paid for your school fees? Where is the other guy? Several people have paid for their school fees here. I've bought food. I've said, take this food to so and so. Distribute food. I said, take this money, go do your hair. This t-shirt, give them t-shirts. One time we had a camp when the church was just beginning. And it was being charged, I think, 5,000. 4,000. And I really wanted these people to come. The ones we started the church with at that time. And we didn't have money. They didn't have money. And I remember I went to Paps. I told him, Paps, please. Then Paps agreed. They can come. But now the people in charge of the camp refused. <laughs> they said, Paps has agreed, yes. But there's a budget. You guys have to pay. So we went back to, they went back to Paps. They said, Paps, you have agreed this for to come. But there's a budget. So the Paps' hands were tied. He said, now, brother, it's not me. The people in charge have said, you have to pay. So I says, pay 150000 for the people to go for the camp. And even so, some of the people who I paid for that camp are not here. 
out here. Some of the people who are crying, please, let me come. He became ungrateful and forgot. Become a lay pastor so that he become free from all men. I am free from all men. Free. Nobody can come to my house and say, Pastor, nakulanga nyama juu yangu. Yeah. I would rather die than someone makes my boasting void. The Bible says. Afadhali tukaange kitungu. Tukule kitungu na ugali. Afadhali. Number four. Number five. Be a lay pastor so that you can be in ministry, whether finances permit or not. Be a lay pastor so that you can be in the ministry, whether finances permit or not. You know why I told this guy to work? Because we don't pay musicians in this church. So he's not here because I'm paying him after the service. I don't want to ever look at him and see him as a liability. No. Because if I pay him, my transaction will end at that. I tell him, how much do you want? 10,000, okay, take. That will be the end of me and him. If he has issues to be prayed for, I see him as an employee. He can, he can pray for himself. If he can't pray, he can anayazanda kikauka. That's why at the end. If he has rorasho, I will not show up to do what? I pay him. I will not contribute for his wedding. I will not contribute for his rorasho. I will not do counseling for free for him. Why? Our transaction is money. It's transactional. Eh? 10,000 should be enough. So that's what we want. Take a lot of church musicians who are paid, die poor. I have seen them. They are poor, miserable. This guy is very rich, by the way. You've heard his testimonies here. His house is mwah. Because he knows that he's in ministry, whether finances permit or not. He's a lay pastor. I'm lay. I'm not paid by the church. Pastor Mark is not paid a dime by this church. And he's always traveling. Pastor says he's not, Pastor says he's the administrator of this church. What she does, if he's, if he's to be paid, we can't afford to pay her. Pastor Ed is in Eldoret, paid nothing. He's in ministry, whether finances permit or not. But they live in a good house. They drive a nice car. This guy used to fly every weekend to come to Rongai. I told him, brother, you're flying too much. Now you have to stay in Eldoret. <laughs> he, was, he used to call himself the flying missionaries. <laughs> flying and driving missionaries. He said, no, 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 no. Now stay in Eldoret. He, he wanted to be received, to be received at, with the traditional dancers at the airport. He said, brother, stay in Eldoret. Bonke is in ministry. Not because we are paying him. No. Do we pay you? Eh? Pay him nothing. I even don't know how he survives. But I know he survives. Am I the one who called him? Was I there when God was calling him? He should be answerable to the one who called him. You think my pastor knows how I survive? He doesn't? And I'm, I'm happy with that because I was not called by my pastor. It is the Lord who called me. So my reward is with the Lord. The one who, should, who, who I should send my, my invoice to is heaven. And I drive a nice car. I live in a good house. Yes, 
And I'm a lay pastor. I'm not paid by this church. I'm full-time, but I'm not paid. It's a mystery. Not paid. Actually, how I knew I was full-time is one time lay pastors were supposed to stand. I stood. I stood you, you're not lay. You're full-time. But there's no salary. And I'm okay. I said I will never take a salary by the grace of God from this church. Because I've seen when I don't take a salary, I have more. I have more. Somehow God commands people to take care of me more. The day you narrow down to salary, it's like God closes every other gate. <laughs> every other gate is closed. He says, now, see what a salary? I would rather have God reward me. Yeah, you guy, you are lay, right? Do you have a car? He drives a Mark X. Nice car. He got married and told, take a Mark X. He got married and told, he was told, one year of rent paid. Right now, his wife, is it his or her wife? His wife works at the UN. Just like that. Recently worked, started working at the UN. Being picked every morning with a cab, chauffeured, and brought back in the evening to and fro. <laughs> to and fro. The wife is picked at the doorstep, and the evening she requests a cab. Pay, not, not her, she's paying. Paid by the UN. Yesterday she was dropped here. Or she was here in the evening. I didn't see her. She was dropped here. And she can tell the guy, wait for me, I finish the service. You take me home. <laughs> because I was choosing to serve God. Young. She was telling me recently, Pastor, I'm, I'm being driven by a red number plate. Back left. Red number plate. How old is Pastor Sue? 25 years. Red number plate. Because of choosing to serve God. And saying, I'm in ministry, not for finances. Now she will rise in the ranks of the UN. And become such a great force in the UN. Yeah. Pastor Mark has been called for another job by a certain international company. The amount, the amount we quoted, we realized we've underquoted. Under we said, my God, I wish we knew this is what they, they pay. Now we are praying they consider. They reconsider. Because we underquoted. Eh? And what we quoted is three times more what is being paid now. We thought, ah, three times more is a lot. We said, ah, Tushao Moka. My God. When he went there, because it is them who came looking for him, the CEO wrote him. Of an international company. I don't want to mention the name of the, of, of the company because we are live. They wrote him and told him, we've seen your work and we like it. Would you, would you be interested to work in this place? If you are, eh? He didn't apply. If you're interested, please let us know. We will schedule an interview. For DM. Alimwandikia DM. See email DM. A muzungu. A white muzungu. DM. <laughs> DM. Pastor Max, I, he asked me what should I tell him. Tell him I told him after two days reply. But you look busy. After two days, he replied. After two days, he replied. He said, I'm available. When he went for the interview, he was the only one. And the interview was a casual conversation. They said, you know, we already like your work. So we just want to get to know you. And then after that, they took him around the city. Like that place where that place is. I already almost said the name. <laughs> they took him around that place. With a car. With the communications director. He was being told, this, this is this, this is this, this is this. He was told, now when you come, you say the phone you want. <laughs> you say the machine you want free of charge given by the company. You, 
very soon you'll see me with an iPhone 13. <laughs> of course, he has to say iPhone. What do you think he will say? It has to be. And a MacBook. Or you don't like MacBooks. He likes MacBooks. The MacBook you have now is lower. Now you will say the latest MacBook. And we will be using it for live stream. Hey! Munguli Nani! Yeah, we will be using it for live stream. Napia camera with t-shirt. Eh? It's our MacBook. Usitishwe. Usitishwe. Adfangwingwi. Eh? Wakikupea basi, chukua. Kamanya nae basi. Because of choosing to serve God without looking at money. Sit down. Choosing to serve God without looking at money. And look, you will see you'll be far more blessed than those who are always looking at money. They want small things. What is going to be paid? My friend, his tithe alone. <laughs> his tithe is somebody's salary. And his company still has clients. Because he also has a company, an employee. <laughs> and he's still working on his company. And he's employed on this side. The wife is the one who's running the company. Because of saying, Lord, me, I'm not doing it for finances. First Corinthians 9.16. I'm not doing it for the money. And doing it for the money. Yes, I'm not doing Look, the car I drive is worth two million. I didn't buy it. I was given free. I was told, take that car, drive it. What men labor for, I was given for free. The house I live in is worth five million. I was told, live. Just pay this amount. Very small. Fraction. Nobody pays that as rent. If I want to travel business class now, I'll travel. I'll travel without blinking an eye. And I'm in this thing without, without saving. One time, one time I was called and I was told, come to this place tomorrow. The flights were expensive. I was told, the following day come. I did not start saying, Sasta. Sansa. Sansa. Nitafanya nini? Ayy. Because we are in need, whether finances permit us or not. When we started, money was not a factor. Even up to now, money ain't a factor. We don't look at money. If I wanted money, I'd not be pastoring young people. I might have a prophetic gift. I'll be using it in the HQ. I'll be saying, your name is so-and-so. And the Lord is speaking to me and telling me, mm -mm, see, I do that. I'll be doing it more often. And they will be shaking and giving me money. Saying, yeah, pastor, take. Pastor, chukua. Prophet, chukua. When I prophesy, they give me money. They say, hey, pastor, what you said, that must be the Lord. This, this 20,000 is yours. I'm serious. So I'll be going there more. This ministry is ministry to the poor. <laughs> this is the ministry of Jesus. It's true. Pops told me, your ministry is ministry of Jesus. Ministry to the poor. It is ministry to the poor. Do you have nothing to offer? Even if you want to, you can't give me. And even yourselves, you're not offering fully. Yourself personally. You have nothing to offer. 
You are a living sacrifice. But I'm happy here. I'm happy here. One time I was praying. I, was, I looked at the congregation. I was, and then I looked at the, the, the amount of money we need to raise to buy the land. I was discouraged. I told God, Lord, why did you give me these things? <laughs> I was here actually, here, passing alone in the morning. I said, Lord, why did you give me these things? Then I remember I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. He said, don't despise what I've given you. This is gold 10 years from now. This is gold. I said, Lord, I'm not despised. 10 years from now, you'll see what you'll become. You'll see what you'll become. Look, I'm just 26 years. So 10 years from now, I'll be 36. You'll see what you'll be at that age. You 10 years from now, most of you are 22, 23. You'll be 33. You'll see what will happen. You'll see the kind of people you'll be. Just follow. Be permanent. You've found your mentor. Lock. Be planted. Forget everything else. Forget everything else. Eh? Eh? Eh. You are inexperienced at the camera. Hey, you think we have, to, we have to take photos? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, we are in this thing, whether finances permit or, or not. The Bible says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I don't preach gospel. So if money allows, well and good. If there's no money, I'm still okay. Well and good. We'll go. We'll go with the seasons. The season of abundance, we will flow. Is porridge ready? Where is that lady? Porridge is ready. People can have porridge now. We're supposed to have it at 11, but I forgot. You can have now, then we'll have lunch at 4. Is that okay? But porridge is only 20 minutes. Maximum. Maximum 30. Is that okay? So when I finish 30 minutes for porridge, then we come back in. Is that okay? So what was I saying? Seasons of, when you're in the season of abundance, well and good. When there are no season of abundance, it's still okay, we flow. Amaji? Eh? Whether finances permit or not, we are in need. Bonke was telling me when I sent him to Odaya, he knew that there's a possibility of being arrested <laughs> in Odaya. There's a possibility of being poor. There's a possibility of being hated. There's a possibility of being rejected. But he said, Lord, I know all these possibilities are there, but I choose you over these possibilities. Now his church is 100 people. And very soon there will be 500. Yeah. Very soon there will be 500. All our churches, in the next year, all of them will cross the 500 mark. Amen. All of them. This one will cross the 1,000 mark. Yeah. Machakos will cross 500 mark. Yeah. Machakos is already 170. Can you imagine? In less than a year. Is that not the hand of God? We started in January. So because of one month or not even operational, because of COVID. Nine months, so. Nine months. God has raised them from zero. You were how many when you started the first connect? Five people. From five to 170 in nine months. That's not that, is that not the hand of God? The hand of God. 
Buddha. Buddha. Mambo. Sit upright. Mambo. Ito nani? Hmm? Wendership wa nani? Love group yako ni gani? Eh? Love group yako ni gani? Ujuku wangea? Shhh. Ujuku wangea? Ngoroi. Shepard wako ni nani? Frank. Frank. Come see your ship. Hurry, hurry, hurry. This is your ship. Ask him what he was doing. Uma, what's the problem? Eh? Akuna. Look at upside minded. Last warning. And I confirm Kabado is handsome. You're handsome. We can try and save the situation. We can send Sue to go and save the situation. Beautiful. Now. Everybody, everybody on their feet, everybody standing. Everybody standing. Mukana Bible. Kila mtu wako na Bible. Siski, kila mtu wako na Bible. Aya twende basi above the head. Across the shoulders. Peruse those verses. Peruse those pages. Read those verses. Kila mtu wako na Bible eh. Above the head Above the head Across the shoulders Across the shoulders Read those pages Read those pages Continue Read Oh read those verses Oh Peruse those pages read those verses Okay one more time leaders Kila mtu wako na Bible Aya twende basi Above the head Above the head Across A who can do it? Lillian. I will okay, Lillian will do it. Yes. I start. Yeah, start. Kill on Bible. Above the head. Across the shoulders. Read those pages. Peruse those verses. I'm a ribu. Eh? I'm a choma. Skita. I'm a skita. Skita, do it. Kilam talk on a Bible. Kilam talk on a Bible. I am trained the bus. Above the head. Across the shoulders. We use those pages. Read those verses. Kila mtu wako na Bible? Yeah. Kila mtu wako na Bible? Yeah. Haya, above the head. Across the shoulders. Across the shoulders. Read those pages. Read those pages. Read those verses. Read. Hey. I think you should repeat. Read those verses. Then you say, wow, wow. That makes more musical sense. Let's do it. Kila mtu wako na Bible? Kila mtu wako na Bible? I am twenty basi above the head, above the head, across the shoulders, across the shoulders. Peruse those pages, peruse those pages, 
Read those verses. Wah, wah. Read those verses. Beautiful. Father, thank you. Speak to us in the next session. But for now, Lord, we are going to take forage. So we are asking you to do the needful in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. We only have 30 minutes. By 1.30, we are back here. Are we together? Beautiful. Check this also as a wee-wee break.